We are live. We are back. We are rolling. How you feeling? Very, very good. Very, very good. That's back, <laughs> back number two. Number two already. It's only been a few days since we. Well, we dropped it yesterday, didn't we? The we first? dropped it yesterday. Yeah. So we're yeah, more we excited are. to jump into this one. I think. You seem more happy than me today. More I'm happy than I was in the last one. Um, first one was a little bit. It was the first one. Yeah. So it was. It was breaking the ice a little bit. Just getting a feel for it. It's my mm -hmm. first ever podcast, so I was very, very new to it. Um, you're obviously more used to it. You're but not used to the camera. Yeah, you're hidden behind the, was, behind the camera yeah, usually. It's just it's probably for the best, but different element to it. It's like today, <laughs> today it's like we're both. Yeah, it's, but it's different. <laughs> it yeah. feels different. I think the weight is off our shoulders from the first mm. one. The first one, the first time we do anything is obviously there's a little bit of nerves. I ain't gonna lie. Um, first time being in front of the camera really. So mm. yeah, but now that that's been done, the weight's off our shoulders. We've got the first one out there. We had really good feedback. So that's, I think, helped us even more. And we're just even more excited to really get involved now. I mean, I can't lie, I didn't sleep last night. <laughs> I was just on well, YouTube and maybe a few <laughs> hours, like YouTube analytics. I was just watching it the whole night, just refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Because I, I don't know about you, I'll be completely honest, I didn't expect the feedback we've got. Yeah, well, I didn't really know what to expect because yeah. I've never done a podcast. Mm. So I wasn't, yeah, I didn't have any sort of expectations. Yeah, I just expect. Well, just wanted to see what was going to happen, but yeah, I was pleasantly surprised yeah. when um, obviously I saw all the sort of the, the love that we got in a way, the comments, yeah. um, loads of DMs. I got loads of DMs Shit on Instagram, um, yeah, and everyone just really loved it. So, mm. as I said, now the first one's been done and we kind of got that, we passed that milestone. Mm -hmm. We both said to each other, we can't wait to get back yeah. in here and, and really just get going sort of thing. Like I was giddy in the last one. I kept smiling, but today I'm like genuinely twitching. I'm yeah. just a bit like back and forth. Yeah, I, I can't really control fully myself. Just today. Like, Someone's like, excited. Tingles, jiggles, all sorts. It's good. <laughs> tingles, yeah. a, a little little touch <laughs> of the old shutting of the pup. Yeah, so it was down That's to you. That's how you say it. It was down to you to get it today. Yeah. Or to pick up a bottle of choice. And that was your bottle of choice. I see that you just went with my... Uh, copied me basically yeah pretty much couldn't be fucked <laughs> so i just thought let's just copy him i did say in the last one you delivered it's a decent bottle of wine though, i did it? tell you to elaborate in the first podcast but you just completely blanked <laughs> me and just kept it moving so i thought we'll give it a little shout out today because yeah this is this, this is times, a glass that we've had a few times or not a glass a bottle that we've <laughs> had a few times um especially in planning mm. the podcast so yeah chateau neuf the pup i'm pup. sure a few people know about that but um, yeah, so you're giddy, you're gassed. Giddy, you're gassed. Happy, you, happy. What do you want to talk about today? Um, what should we start off with? What do we... Well, in the last one, we covered COVID. We went deep into COVID. We went deep. We could go deeper, and I think we can do that in the future as well. But I think it's definitely nothing wrong with just going a little bit into it today, just to carry off where we yeah, you know what? left I think, off. I think it's one of those ones where on all our future podcasts that we're not really going to be able to get away from it because yeah. it's just in our face day in, day yeah. out. And obviously, it's you can't get away from it. It's just everywhere you no. go, it's COVID, COVID, COVID. So I know that you, well, particularly when we, we were away, <laughs> <laughs> particularly when we were away, we were there was a certain things to do with the COVID aspect that we were like, yeah. I can't fucking wait to get back to a mm -hmm. podcast and start talking about this. Yeah. So I think we've got to jump on that. There's loads of things we both want to say. But at the same time, yeah, COVID's a fucking pain in the ass. So I don't want to talk yeah. about it too much. Because then we're not getting angry as well. Like, yeah, it pisses you off. It so. does. It gets it gets annoying. I mean, I'll go on the news app in a bit and even just show you, like, on the way here, just going through the news app and the amount of shit. There's, there's nothing else besides COVID in the news right now. Mm. So 
are that's you expecting like, everyone like, else to look at? It's just COVID, so people like, are going to get angry. Yeah. That's me. I don't want to taint us with it too much because it's a negative thing, really, isn't it? It is. But we've got loads to talk about. But um, the last podcast we've done was like, it took us about a week, uh, not take yeah. us, but it was a week until we put it out yeah. because we went on holiday. We so did go on holiday. We can talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we came back from, when, when we came back from holiday and when we were about to upload it, I said that I think it was actually even better timing. Yeah. Because some of the things we spoke about last time were quite fresh. Like it was literally the day um, when in the UK it was being reduced down to six people was being announced. And there was another few things that I want to talk about is um, where we're talking. Have you seen The Social Dilemma? Uh, I watched about 20, 30 minutes of it the other day, funnily enough. Yeah. But Sorry, but just for, before we go into that, you said we spoke about something or quite a few topics in the mm-hmm. first podcast that... I, I watched about 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. I haven't had enough time. But it's basically proven everything that we said and with yeah. actual facts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd like to come back to that in a little bit. Definitely. Well, I mean, when we, we did upload a clip on YouTube last night and a few people, even on um, Instagram as well, and a few people mentioned saying that's exactly what was said in Social yeah. Dilemma. But we had said it yeah, before. And I was like, like funnily enough, but that's that what was I said before. Before we uploaded, it was like, it was perfect timing because yeah. that Netflix series came out and mm-hmm. it was like, okay, so what we said has yeah. been validated even by like, uh, and proven yeah. with facts. Mm-hmm. So the time that it dropped, even though it was like about a week <coughs> after we recorded, mm-hmm. was perfect. So, but this one is gonna be put out basically straight away. Yeah. Um, as I said, pretty it's pretty been quick. about a week. So what have you been doing? What have you been up to? <laughs> um, Again, just chilling really. Like yeah. to be honest with you, just been chilling. Like chilling since we drinking wine. chilling, drinking wine, just trading. But even then not even trading too much. Like since we came back from holiday, that was, I think that is the reason as well. That holiday was so good and so fun. That's probably the reason why I'm so like, just refreshed right now, I feel good. Yeah. I'm just, oof, just like in the zone. Yeah, that's a bit we can maybe start off with. Oh, we went mm. away t- um, We went away for, what was it, four days? Four days. To Mykonos, uh-huh. nice little holiday. Um, perfect really, wasn't it? I couldn't it was recommend a, nice a place. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely recommend a place um, to anyone who wants to go. Mm-hmm. But then we've done a bit of trading out there and we've traded since we came back. But just as you were saying, do you think that because of that break that you have, like we, what we keep saying is you don't need to trade every day, that having that little break in Mykonos, because you've been on fire yeah. today, today's Monday, you've been on fire on, on, <laughs> on Friday and yeah. today. Mm-hmm. Do you think that contributes? 100%. Like, to be honest with you, it was more you doing the trading on holiday. Like yeah. I was like more, more monitoring and just observing, but the trades I placed before holiday, just to monitor on holiday was that was what I was kind of doing instead you're of looking, looking over at, my shoulder, just looking over your shoulder. Chance. I'm trying to get the obviously the, the yesterday strategy. Everyone's talking about. <laughs> like, everyone messages me now, and they're like, "Get the strategy off Bernie," and I'm like, "I'm getting closer, guys. <laughs> just don't worry. A few more wines, we're gonna get it." Yeah. But I think the key, just the key to trading for me overall, less is more. Hmm. That's a hundred percent. I uh, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I've. I, tr- I was trading full on um, a lot of last year and stuff, but then I've definitely realized that less is more. Yeah. Like last week, I only traded one day, which was Friday, and there was more over te- like with the community mm-hmm. and stuff, and it was over 10%. Um, I took 5% myself, but I met you on Friday at like one o'clock, <laughs> and I was like, day's done, I'm yeah. finished, 5% for the day. I don't really care about anything yeah. else. But then when I done a review um, yesterday, and just saw how the market ended. I was like, there was this trade, this trade, yeah. this trade. And it could have been over 10%. But mm. you've done, what's your trade done uh, today? Today it's done about 8%. 8%. Yeah. 
but I think just before we recorded, it's actually pushed down a little bit more. So it should be about nine, ten percent now. But that is literally in a nutshell my week done. Yeah. And I tweeted that even when it was eight percent. I said I've closed off eighty percent. I'm done. Yeah. Why? Like most people, eight eight percent, eight percent today so far. But then when you compare the other two trades from September as well, I'm up thirty percent this month alone. Yes, I don't know what the date is today. Is it the Today is twentieth, eleventh. I don't. I don't know where it is. Twenty first. Twenty first. Yeah. Time's flying, man. Yeah. <laughs> where is this year going? But, but that's so why we went on holiday because we were both yeah. sort of doing very, very well um, for the month of September. So we said, "Fuck it, let's just mm. go and go on a go on a quick holiday." Yeah. So, but holiday was sick. Holiday we was. A, we had very a good time. Good. It was. It was the perfect balance of everything. We went from getting fucked, absolutely fucked on the first night. That always happens, though. Any any time we go on yeah. holidays, you're always hyped or a bit gassed mm. on the first, uh, nearly yeah. every holiday I've gone on, you're always excited, so you always drink yeah. a little bit too much the first day. I think the problem is we're a bad influence on each other as well. 100%. I'm not gullible, <laughs> I'm easily led. <laughs> yeah. So if there is a wine in front of me, some I'm going to drink it. I was it. like, another one. <laughs> you were <laughs> like, yeah, okay. <laughs> the girls are obviously like, can you not chill out? We've got to pace ourselves. And you'd yeah. be like, just one more bottle will be all right though, innit? And I'd be yeah. like, absolutely. Like we're on holiday, yeah. come on, we have to relax. But... They're, they're like our mothers, in a sense. They like to keep yeah. us controlled. They look after us. Look after us. Yeah, they look after us, but we don't like to be looked <laughs> We, <laughs> we like to drink. The more the more they try to look after you, the more yeah. opposite we, we go. It gets worse, but we even jumped on it. Like, we got drunk, went on IG Live. On the, promise first, everyone, night. On the first night. Promised everyone we'd do it. I think you was in a dressing gown, if I remember. <laughs> if not, you're in a dressing gown for most but of the trip. But they loved it, though. But yeah. yeah. All of us. But we love interacting with people. Mm. That's sort of with the podcast as well, is to... Um, people to see more about us, um, but we've been d- we've done a few lives, so so yeah. we can really interact with everybody and get to know people, and like and conversate with them. Yeah, it's interesting just seeing like what people want to like talk about, what they want you to talk about, yeah. and just what people want in general. I, c- I just like interacting with people. It's interesting yeah. to see like different opinions. It's like what we said in the first podcast. You want to hear everyone's opinions. You want to accept what everyone's saying, what they mm. want. It's just nice to yeah. get to know people. Yeah, everyone sh- was shouting out sort mm. of ideas for podcasts and stuff as well. Mm. But yeah, Friday we had a good night. Um, <laughs> but Mikolos in the hole was more, you could sort of pull it in a nutshell, was good food. Very good food. Good drink. Good drink. A lot of and drink. just chilled. So chilled. Mm. That's my second time there. And I, I, yeah, yeah, that's I, I think apart from places where you go more than once, like Ibiza or, um, yeah. or somewhere like that, it's like a sort of a, a partying holiday, but um, I've never gone back to it. I've gone someplace I'd normally go somewhere different, mm. but that's the second time I've been there. So I've been to Mykonos twice, but I'd go back again. It was good. I would definitely go back. We again. said we'd go back. Yeah, it's yeah. the do you know what? I think since we've come back from there, things have only got better in terms of not just positivity and happiness, but just life overall. And I think it's taught me a very valuable lesson because before that, I hadn't been away in maybe like 16 months, 18 months. Yeah. And then it's amazing like how one break can yeah. just change everything. It just resets you. You need that and break. People underestimate how powerful a reset is. It, yeah. it, whether that's like fasting or just taking a break from social media, a break is crucial, I think, to just doing anything in life. You yeah. Sometimes you forget you're stuck in a routine for so long or you forget that you've been working for months on end. And sometimes you need to give yourself that little yeah, treat. It's, just, it's so important. Because you burn out. Yeah. You burn out no matter what you're doing. Mm-hmm you burn out and yeah. yeah it's amazing like i've always found even before, like when i've been working trading and, and everything else is that 
especially like with running and other businesses years ago, is that yeah. having a day off or two, <coughs> a weekend isn't enough. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But having a, a day off or two, you can, when you come back, I actually tweeted this while we were yeah. away, is that having a few days yeah. off, you can come back. So if you're working out flat out nonstop and you're yeah. burning out, you're not being productive. Mm -hmm. But then if you have like three, four days off, you can come back to your work or whatever you <coughs> do and do more in that one day yeah. than, than mm -hmm. you would have done in a whole week previous yeah. to going on holiday. Mm -hmm. And that I've always found that. And then you come yeah. back, we said we're determined to just like, obviously get the podcast started. Yeah. Um, and you kind of get that fire in your belly to like, mm -hmm. right, I'm going to get back and get back into it now that you've chilled out. Yeah. So it's definitely something that's needed. Um, and just going back to trading, I think that's mm -hmm. something that people need to learn when trading is you don't have to be at the screen every no. day. Like make some money mm -hmm. like today. Um, I'm up about 3%. Like people are just tweeting me at the moment. Is that so it? Hold on, let me see. So oil just, just triggered. So it's 120. So that's about 3%, 4 I have to check my chart. That's on one trade, yeah? That's one trade. Fuck. And then EJ, so I gave this to the community. I, I gave this trade. to the community. But EJ is up about one and a half percent, and then one and a half percent, you know, a, a little bit more. I, I have to no, actually, it's a bit more. It's probably. I swear that only triggered, like both of them triggered just before we started the uh, or the start of the podcast. But um, nice. and then I got stopped out on Euro GPP by a pip. <laughs> so <laughs> one two. So you're not you're not very good at this trading <laughs> stuff, then, are you? Well, two is not bad. Two out of three. But then the risk reward ratio, mm -hmm. I'm up yeah. about 4% for the day. So when you put it in perspective, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It's like some people, like again, this is something we can maybe talk about in the future as well, but pips versus percentages. And you've been a very big preacher in this for a very long time, but it just goes to show how minimal risk can still lead to very big rewards. Yeah. Like 5%. Compare that to a month in the stock market, for example. Sometimes that's yeah. what you achieve in a year of investing into a fund. Well, think about what your money, say even if you have a million dollars liquid cash in the bank, mm -hmm. what? how much does that make in a year in the bank? What percentage, what What interest rate? The interest Probably rate now is, it's like 0 point yeah. something, yeah. So then, you then if you're talking about 5% mm -hmm. in a day, um, or like, yeah, or let's just say, I've not, I'll just round it off at say 3%, mm. but really I don't need to trade now, I don't need to trade tomorrow. So I can, yeah. I, I can get up, have a look at the charts, if, it t if I see something that I fancy, I'll take it. Yeah. If I don't, I'll wait till Wednesday. I'll wait till Thursday. Yeah. And then I go out and do whatever I want on Tuesday mm -hmm. and not give a fuck about a trade. Yeah. Not feel like I'm missing something. That's the way to trade. So less is more, yeah. like you're saying. That's how life should be. I've, I think over time, again, we, we kind of discussed this um, just personally earlier as well when we had a little catch up and stuff. But like, I'm trying to explain it in the best way possible. I've actually forgot what I was going <laughs> to say. <laughs> I literally just forgot what I was going to say. I just went blank. No more wine for you. I just went, no, Give me that back. <laughs> I actually just went blank. You said something to me earlier regarding trading. I've absolutely forgotten what you just said. Well, we we're saying less is more. Less is more. Not triggered anything. Keep it going. Keep Any it going. Any sparks in there? Any brain sparks cells coming keep, Brain cells are fucked, but just keep it going. Keep it going. Because you're up all night it's, looking at Google I was analytics. just thinking of my trade. That's why. But yeah, Google Analytics has fired my brain a bit as well. But I think... Less is more. You do not need to trade. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just go on to my topic then. Fine. We'll get back to yours in a sec when I figure this out. But I've just just, just <laughs> I've just checked mine as well. Did you have any wine I've before only had I met Give me that back. <laughs> I've just had a little sip. and um, But yeah, I just checked mine as well. 
<laughs> Are you okay? I'm Is fine. I might have home? some more, if anything. Might yeah, mellow me out a bit. I'm, right. I'm in a good mood. Someone but, um, is fully gassed. I'm happy. I'm just sorry okay. for being happy. I think there's okay? going to be a few more memes made out of you now. Too. I hope not. I really <laughs> hope not. Did you see the memes that were made of me yesterday on yeah. Twitter? Outrageous, man. I don't even... More memes, guys. More memes. More memes of Bernie, I think, would be a good idea. <laughs> but... Um, but check yeah, my less trade. is more. Mm-hmm. Where are you going with this? Less is more. So, for example, I just checked mine. It's now hit 10%. Yeah. So, that's it now. You don't need yeah. to do no more. Don't need to do anymore. Like, yeah. why, why, why go the extra mile? Why be greedy? Mm. And it, again, you're risking minimal. But the maddest thing is that we're sitting here doing a podcast while mm-hmm. those trades running. So, it's like, is that being that relaxed that you don't yeah. need to? Many people think that even when you have a trade, you have to be sitting in front of the chart and be staring at it and monitoring it. Literally, the best thing to do is to go out and do other stuff, yeah, and just set your trades and just and just move on. You're one of the first people to do that, actually, especially when you started showing the property side and stuff. Um, a lot of people, I remember, they'll be asking you, like, you're doing this whilst running a full time business, yeah. And you, I remember, you actually made a very good point that it's better sometimes to run a it business is. on the side because you're just distracted whilst um, the trades are just doing what they want on the side. It happened on Friday, so on Friday, I made, I took, a tr- I took two trades and I made, I made two percent. And then I was like, I said on Instagram, I said, mm-hmm. day done, I'm I'm going out. Like, I've got another couple of trades. If they trigger, they trigger. I don't really give a shit. Yeah. <clears throat> then I went out on on one of the, on a property. And then um, I put up a, a video. I was up on a roof and stuff like that. And then I came down and then another trade triggered, Aussie dollar, US dollar. And by the time I was in the car, I was up mm-hmm. 2%. So I was like, that's good enough for me. Bang, yeah. I can take that. Another 2%. But then if you're... Because I, I set orders, the levels, the yeah. intraday levels and stuff. So I set orders and the trades just trigger. But if you're sitting there in front of the in front of the computer, yeah. your emotions are involved. And this is what I'm very much about, trading without emotion yeah. and, and setting orders and trades. So you, your emotion isn't involved in your trading because a lot of people can be good traders. But once their emotions get involved, it, it, then it takes over. But definitely having something to do and leaving the house and not being in front of the charts mm-hmm. all the time is a, is a, will help you so much. Because yeah. being in front of the charts all day, people that sit there, yeah. it, it does make, it can really affect your trading. You start making irrational decisions and impulse decisions and that's like, unless you're genuinely just scalping 24-7, you mm. cannot be using impulse and irrational decisions when you're trading. Yeah. And when you're, when you're distracted, for example, it's pretty easy to just let the trade run. Yeah. There's been so many times where I've been sat at the charts all day long and because I'm sat there, yeah. I'm inclined to take profit early. Yeah. Whereas if I'm busy, sometimes yeah, exactly. I'll come back and I'll be like, it's done. Exactly, yeah. But and even if you win the, if you win the trade or even if you lose, sometimes you might be, you, your trade might lose. But then when you're watching it, your heart rate is up and stuff. It, obviously, even with risk management, it's still like nobody likes a loss, but you're going to yeah. have a loss. But if you're out and about, you come back, you look at your things, oh, that one lost, but this one won. So it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. Like, as I said today, uh, two out of three trades have won. I'm like, do I yeah. care about a loss? I don't give a shit yeah. because the other two have won. Mm-hmm. But I'm sitting we're sitting here doing a podcast and it's running in the background. Yeah. I'm not worried about what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I know where they're going to go. They take a bit of profit and we'll see where they're at after this. Yeah, and I think that's a good thing with how we trade in particular. It's like we're, we're reinforcing that one to two percent at max is all you need to still get an incredible outcome in terms of profit. Like, it's buying you an opportunity if you really want to to take more trades. Mm-hmm. So I'm at 30% this month so far. It's only the 21st. I would need to take 30 trades at 1% risk to lose yeah. my entire gains for the month. Yeah. So it's buying you opportunities. So if you're risking 1%, then the worst case scenario making 2 to 3%, it still justifies the risk. Mm. 
and that's that's kind of what keeps me very relaxed now. Before, yeah. I'd be a bit more frequent. I'd some I'd, I'd admit sometimes I would risk five percent or more yeah. because I was just I just kind of knew but when I got been a bit there, done yeah. That. You get a bit cocky sometimes and you go a bit too far, but now I've realised the less you risk and the more you aim for a reward, it works out better in the long run. And that kind of goes into the longevity argument as well. People yeah. do not focus on the long term outlook in any anything in life really. But yeah, and I think again something that we like I think we can do a, a purely forex um, yeah. a podcast, but just like I what agree. you're saying is something that um, something that you spoke about was what we spoke about last time is that yeah people don't look for the long term because mm-hmm. they want they want the here and now, and that's yeah. what we were saying last time is very much about today's society and so much um, emphasis put on social media. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, did we talk about it or not? But when we were talking about how social media and um, Forex and Instagram and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and how there's so much, it's just so fake. Like yeah. 99% of what you see regarding Forex or um, or anything to do with that, uh, with Forex on Instagram is fake. Yeah. And it's like, everyone wants you to make you believe that you can get a Lamborghini overnight or you can get you can turn 500 into a million overnight mm-hmm. so there's so much of that that it clouds people's brains and their perspective yeah. or, so then you, you forget about the the longevity the long-term goal yeah. and then and then um yeah people just get caught up and that's why there's so many people that lose because they can't yeah. they're just trying to get that quick fix yeah. they're trying to get that i want to make money now mm-hmm. and there's a lot uh, a lot of people message me like oh i want to get rich yeah and it's like but do you want to learn yeah or do you just want to get rich? But they want yeah. to, they're like how they want the easy route. Mm-hmm. I mean? think we live in a society now where instant gratification is what everyone wants. Yeah, yeah. Everything's and now, 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 yeah, now. Instant. It, but again, that ties into what you've just said. That will tie into a social dilemma discussion. We can definitely get into in a second. Yeah, let's as go well. into that in a, in we'll, a in we'll a get minute. into that as well, definitely, because I think instant gratification social media has tapped into that perfectly and that's yeah. what these marketers are using because of what i've only seen 15 minutes of yeah. that on netflix and it's exactly what you're saying is th- yeah they they learn about the human psychology and mm. the way that the instant yeah gratification like how yeah you're they've now got you hooked yeah. into like even i saw a bit where it was i'll let you sorry I, i'm going too far no no carry on carry on like, i was actually you, you get me a bit, bit excited but <laughs> it's a bit like where it's, it shows that you know when you're on instagram and then like uh, you you refresh mm-hmm. it or say like you posted a picture or something yeah. and you refresh it and because you want to see the updates of how many people have liked it or something. Yeah. They, they've they've figured out that that's how you people are in a casino. You know, when they're at a slot machine and yeah. they put on a slot machine and they're waiting, mm-hmm. waiting to see if they win and it goes ching, ching, ching. You either win or lose and then you do it again. Yeah. It's like with the human psychology, they're doing that. Yeah. So they're refreshing the page because they want, so they've, they've got these people like yeah. you're paid obviously a lot of money um, working for Facebook, um, Snapchat, everybody else. I've only seen yeah. 15 minutes of this and Same it told me so much minutes. and I was yeah. like, fucking hell, mm-hmm. I know, I, I can relate to it. But um, yeah, they have really tapped in to the human psychology. Yeah, but this is what I touched upon in the last podcast as well. They know more about us than we do. Yeah, yeah. Like, the fa- I mean, there was one bit where, yeah, it literally says it knows and it even tracks how long you are looking at a partic- particular that, that picture for. That was scary, that, that so I saw. I was like, and I haven't been able to use social media the same yeah. since. I'm like... I see something now and I'm like, no, skip, skip, skip. Because like, yeah. there's so many fucking influencers and girl influencers yeah, yeah. as well on the discovery pages and stuff. Now I see them, I swipe past <laughs> them quickly because if I'm with my girl 
and suddenly I get like seven <laughs> girls just pop up on my feed in one go. That means I've been looking at them yeah. two seconds more than the other posts, and I'm, it's made me paranoid. So just just to, just to clarify for anyone who's not too sure, is that so basically there's this social dilemma. Um, we'll have to watch the rest of it yeah. and, and then update, but. Social Dilemma on Netflix, and it was just is talking in depth about um, social media, and but as I said, it was touching on things that we said in mm-hmm. the last podcast, and it was just like um, proven as a fact. Yeah. And what you said that they're all building this data for a mass, a massive, massive yeah. data, like everything's pulling data from you, yeah. and you are the data, mm-hmm. you are the product, yeah. which gets to the Google Nest um, mm-hmm. that you spoke about last time. But they're pulling all this data from us, yeah. but. In I said only fifteen minutes in, it showed that when you're on Instagram and you're scrolling, you're scrolling through, literally. So basically, as you go through, it kind of slows down. Yeah. If you the clock starts on every single picture, mm-hmm. and it's, it's that in yeah. depth that the clock starts and then starts going right one, yeah, two, three, and if if you move on to the next one and you only spend two seconds, you move yeah. on to the next picture, you spend five seconds. Mm-hmm. It's calculating that. Yeah. So then the next time you refresh. Bang, it's yeah. showing you more of what it's that's It's like what crazy. I was talking about with the surveillance state, like how I think in the next 5, 10, 20, 30 years, we're going to get in a state where we're being, we think already feel like we're being watched, mm. whether that's security cameras, whether that's track and trace, all this stuff that's going on. We don't realize we're in that phase right now, but yeah. we do not realize because it's happening with algorithms. Algorithms are tracking our every move. They are monitoring us in yeah. every aspect. There's literally like a branch, like a, wh- what's that graph called where it spirals out like a um, tree? Is it a tree graph? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember it from school. I, I fully just made that up. But I think it's a tree graph. It's like little What's bubbles and there's like fucking like lines. A tree? And is it a tree graph? Tree, whatever. You you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> it's like that. It's like you draw a bubble and then it spirals off there and then like it fucking goes brainstorming. It's similar to that. Yeah. Brainstorming. But tree graph. There's yeah. like it spirals out with different branches. It tracks you. It's not just tracking what you like. It's like a spider's web. Spot exactly yeah, similar to that graph or that, spider web. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was getting yeah. to. Something along them lines. I know what you mean one thing's linked to the yeah. next, the next, and it does. You're stop. using things like your your location services. All of this stuff. Your apps are tracking you. Yeah, yeah. Now they've in the new iOS up. 14 update. They've said um, it's not going to be as accurate now to protect you. But if anything, I believe that's increasing and perfecting the accuracy of location services. Because now it's no longer going to be perfect, it's going to be a bit more of a rough estimate of where you are to potentially protect you. But it's the same as almost wearing masks everywhere now for facial recognition. They're making it harder because they're training the AI and the algorithms to improve. Do you understand? So it's no longer, why it's too easy for them now to just simply measure your fucking face or measure your location. Maybe, I don't know. now, but they'll be able to recognize you from half your face. This is what they see just now. Just by eye. Yeah. That, they're that's, improving. That's <laughs> going back to like the... Perfecting fu- the model. Yeah. Sorry. Like, uh, <laughs> it, that's like, like it, it's like what you said in, in the previous podcast is about how it, it very much feels like being in a futuristic film. Yeah. And there's a film, I can't remember what one it was, but it's like wherever you go. So say like you get on a bus, mm-hmm. like there's cameras everywhere. So yeah. they track you by eye. So like they know where you are all the time mm-hmm. because... And what you're saying is the bit above, yeah, and the mask potentially, but yeah, th- yeah, I don't know. It's a good theory. Have you ever seen Person of Interest? No, What's I watched that? it years ago, the whole thing in its entirety. I don't remember it fully, but it was along those lines of. Was it a film? It's a TV series. Okay, and it was. Have you? Oh, there's a game called Watch Dogs as well. It's a very. It almost mirrors each other, but it just shows you how, like, to be fair with you, China is almost at that level already. China's there, 
and people don't realize this, we are progressing towards, we look at China and think, fuck, it's militant. It's almost like there's a regime is strict, like going, yeah. but we are, we are merging into that society. Mm. China lives in fear. You cannot speak out anymore. There's government censorship. There's everything's banned. You speak out. You pre there's people getting executed for speaking out now. People go missing in China for speaking out. People go missing for talking on Facebook. Feds come to your door, bust open your door. They fucking drag you out. Where did you see this? It's everywhere. It's yeah. like, I know have it sounds- I mean, Have you seen anything uh, in particular? Pretty much what I've just said. Yeah. Like, I know it sounds bad to say I saw some things on Facebook or Instagram, yeah. but like when I used to be no, on Facebook, I think everyone's even back aware in the day, of that. I think everyone's aware yeah. of the situation. But it's not a Facebook conspiracy where a Karen's posted like a meme being like, we are being controlled. What exactly? I've, I understand the Karen thing, <laughs> but what exactly? I love how, sorry, I love how there's just a security tag on that wine. Like, I've just stole it. That was you. <laughs> that was you. You're the one that got it today. Did you rob it? Did you steal it? Times are tough, man. Recession. <laughs> <laughs> Did it bleep as you walked out? Look, yeah, actually, actually, did to be fair. Did it? Yeah, did but it. They, they didn't take it off. There was a cap on it as well, but a cork. Yeah, cap. No, 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 like it, no, no cap. It's crazy. <laughs> no cap. Um, what was it saying? Karens. Yeah, Karens. I understand that meme. Uh, I d well, you I kind don't. of understand it. I understand it's like, uh, where did it come from? Was there a woman called Karen who just started I speaking think it's out just to someone in a shop or something? I think it's general knowledge anyone that wants to talk to the manager and has their hair like quiffed over like an emo rocker on tumblr from like 20 2007 yeah. is a karen okay like they're stereotypes that's a, stereo it's it's a stereotype it's basically it's like stereotyping yeah whenever you I've, I've been there many times you could even be in a mcdonald's and there'll be someone that doesn't get karen a pickle wants to talk to the manager and karen will, so it's her, a stereotype thing, yeah, yeah her poor son didn't get his ketchup or his four chicken nuggets yeah bang speak to the manager and she gets yeah up. i i thought i i knew what the, it originated yeah. from but i just wanted to double check but especially on Facebook. <laughs> but especially on Facebook now, especially with the whole Corona thing. Like, the problem is with the Karens or the the Kyles. <laughs> There's like Karens and Kyles. The problem is with them. They almost like because they don't understand or actually look into depth on what is going on around the world. They will just share like memes carelessly, or they will share. It's like when it, it's quite a foreign thing. I don't know if you get it, but my dad used to send me things when he first got WhatsApp, or even had like BBM back in the day. He would send you a thing where it'd be like. The government is going to kill us all now. If we do not do this, 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 we will die tomorrow. Please share and spread with 70 people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or it's like, um, share this with 70 people to save an orphan. And it's like, no, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. work it's, that way. Yeah, yeah. I but remember those grandparents ideas. believe it, but Karens are almost like the modern day version of that, where it's like, like this 30 times to save this child with cancer. And it's yeah, like, stupid. that's almost worse. Yeah. Like, wh what, what kind of reality do you live in where you think 70 likes on Facebook? Yeah. Is going to save a child's life. Yeah, donating money may do that, it's like but not liking a picture for good it's luck. Like I saw one on Instagram um, yesterday. Have you ever seen it go through? Like this picture if you're going to become a millionaire. Mm -hmm. It's like, come on, like who's who's liking those photos? Because then you like it, but then what, what happens from here? <laughs> <laughs> do I just sit back now? I'm like it's sick. It's a good I'm luck. Done. It's a good luck charm. It's a good luck charm. Um, Fortune cookies are good. Fortune cookies. I believe in them. <laughs> we had some the other day at the restaurant. In fact, you got more excited than me when you saw a fortune. So you can't even talk about liking pictures for millionaires because you stole my fortune cookie. <laughs> you saw the quote, you're like, I like this. <laughs> yeah, it said, don't share. It said, don't, don't withhold your knowledge or something. Yeah, like don't that. withhold your like, yeah, knowledge. That looks Took good. my fucking fortune cookie and posted it. But why were we talking about Karen? Um, Gone off grid. About the China stuff. Oh yeah, let's get back to that. Before you were like, what's a carrot? <laughs> you were like, the yeah. China, the China stuff. It's um, 
but not even yeah. So as I said, it's not the Karens that are posting it on Facebook. It's like actual people that live in oh, China yeah, yeah. that have like almost posted a final farewell farewell, farewell video are you okay? before. I don't know if I am. <laughs> but I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm very excited. I'm just. Ugh, but yeah, go on. No, I, I completely understand. Like I was just asking if there was anything in particular you saw, but I I think everyone's fully aware of the sort of um, situation just, that China is in. It's scary, man. But I do feel like that. We said it in the last... I keep saying that, but we said it in the last podcast, mm-hmm. uh, how we, we feel like we're moving into that sort of state where we're, be, we're not really getting a choice about what's happening, we're being told. And um, in some cases, I understand for health and safety and stuff, but then when we were to- spoke about the road blockages, it was like, that was sort of... It feels like yeah. things are being done without I- any sort of say-so. Well, you made a very good point, actually, on road blockages. I don't know if you mentioned it in the last podcast or if it was with me personally, but it was about cars becoming automated like you know how i said they're trying to get us off the roads mm. you almost touched into the self-driving cars yeah everything i think it was you was it you i think I spoke everything being cordoned like off mm. like maybe off, off, mykonos um, off camera you yeah, mentioned it in mykonos. Mykonos. so i've been told <laughs> well i've i've um i've read um that i think google um apple and stuff in the future are, um, are going to be trying to move into like see how uber is at the moment where you order an uber mm-hmm. comes pick you up but they're going to try and move into that space so then it's basically it could be why there's so much uh restrictions on on speed and stuff as well at the moment so everyone's just moving along slowly yeah. at the same speed so again it goes back to those futuristic films you know when the like uh, futuristic films or even like futurama or whatever it's, which is a cartoon mm-hmm. but you know when it once they once they're in the traffic everyone's yeah. moving and it's just all moving mm-hmm. by itself so basically, I think they're moving into that market where you've got the cars that um, are self uh, don't have drivers, so self-driving yeah. cars, which then you actually just order and then you jump in and yeah. it takes you around. So there's going to be a big market for that in the future. Yeah. And then once once you think about it, you can actually see, oh uh, yeah, that is actually yeah. where it's going to go because that's where the money is going to be. So maybe mm-hmm. less individual cars, but there's going to be a lot of, yeah. like you just go out, jump in a car, it's self-driven, but how far that yeah. might be in the future we don't know but and that could almost be their argument against like combating pollution as well like imagine if all cars were going like 20 miles per hour and 30 miles per hour as well. all electric all flowing the same route and then but that's very fucking scary to me because you take again you're automating we too much too far ahead yeah maybe because it's like the feeling of not being able to drive a car is just as fun like driving a car is fun yeah. And having that taken away, imagine you can't drive cars again. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be a strange... It's a bit of a scary thought. A strange place. But to go in that route. If you think about when we were, when we were young, when you're thinking about like um, in like 90s and stuff like that, you used to think when someone said 2020, you're so futuristic. Yeah. And so you think that by like, if you're in school, when in, in primary school or something, and someone said, what do you think the year 2020 is going to be? Mm-hmm. You would have thought it was going to be like that, like so futuristic. Yeah. But... Who knows? Who knows what the next like 10, 20, 30 years? It's true. I've actually seen a lot of people. I know it might be a bit extreme, but people are saying that we are almost resembling another Nazi Germany, but on a very low level. And it's almost like the starting phase. Like when you consider how optimistic we were for 2020 or the future in general, mm. just like technology booming, life getting better, all kinds of new technology and all this stuff. And you think about what's going on now with the virus. And again, we can even bring this back to Mykonos the fucking plane journey okay yeah let's we had some we had some dilemmas on the plane to, journey maybe to wrap up the covid <laughs> side of things i think you've you've been dying to say <laughs> dying to say this one about the about covid and how stupid some of it is yeah um so basically 
it's the same story that we both want to sort of tell. You, you, you can give your verdict. So yeah, I'm, so, I've ba- got my own little things, so basically, obviously, we said on the last episode, I said it again, but um, how there's no consistency with people wearing masks. Um, mm-hmm. But then, so basically, I w- thought that on planes, there was no eating, no drinking. So it was like strict, you have to have your mask on. And obviously, it's like recirculating air in, inside an airplane, more or less, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so then, we were on a plane for three and a half hours or so on, fell asleep, woke up. I was like, oh, I um, wanted to get something and my mask wasn't on at that point. But when I s- stood up to get something out of the overhead luggage, mm-hmm. someone ran up, or the stewardess or, or the steward, um, ran up and tapped me on my shoulders, like, put, mm. your, put your mask on, put your mask on. I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, okay, cool, like, calm down. Yeah, yeah. But then, um, then uh, I put it on and then later on, about half an hour later, I went, went, to, get, went to go to the toilet. I don't know if on the, f- on the flight over there, if I had missed the cart where they sell food because I was asleep. I think you did because me and Jen got our food. Yeah, because that's... And I mean. then the minute the food comes, so I was ordering food yeah. to perp- and drink to purposely not wear my mask. And because I had a packet of Pringles in my hand or a pot of Pringles and I had my tea in my other hand, my mask was down. See, I didn't... No one says a thing. See, I didn't know that because I was asleep. Mm-hmm. But then I went back to the back of the plane. So the plane's half empty because it's COVID. Airlines aren't busy. Then I went to the back of the plane. I'm waiting to go to the toilet, and the back three or four rows of the um, of the plane are empty. Yeah. And so then the steward, the steward, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, had her feet up on the yeah. on the chairs, no mask, drinking a cup of coffee. They were and having a like, fucking party in the back of it, <laughs> and I was watching it, just like envy. I was, I was like, what the fuck's going on? I was like, because I I'd missed the mm-hmm. food thing, so I was, I didn't know that that had happened. So then I went to the back. I was like, why why were they shouting at me? Or yeah basically shouting but now you're just sitting here all laughing joking with yeah. each other i'm standing listening to your jokes yeah. um and nothing's been said yeah but then on the plane back then when i, I stayed awake on the, on the plane back and then i realized then they came down with um hot drinks uh crisps and, and stuff like that mm. and then as so we're all in the plane where you have to keep your mask on yeah but then first off they shouldn't be selling um, they shouldn't be selling drinks yeah. and crisps and stuff yeah. like that. But obviously, play, play, they uh, need to make money. They want to make money, <laughs> yeah. so that so COVID doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So then, um, you got a plane full of people. Nearly everybody on the plane is getting either a drink or, or crisps uh, or something or a sandwich. And as long as you, as <laughs> if my girlfriend beside me doesn't eat, she has to keep her mask on. Yeah. But me, if I eat, if I get something and yeah. I drink. I can take my mask off and it's yeah. absolutely fine. So what if the whole plane's eating food? Yeah, which they were. Which they were. Yeah. <laughs> like, because so that's was where we were like, this, yeah. we have to speak about this on a podcast and just say, this just explains yeah. that it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because I was in a bit of a daze. I was sleeping, well, not sleeping, but I was kind of like laying down, eyes closed, had my headphones in. And when you got up, you made a bit of a noise to like sort out your luggage Same. on top in the cabin. Yeah. You make a bit of noise. But then I saw the hostess like just sprint over to you as if you'd like ripped off your seatbelt and like stripped <laughs> naked or something. And he was like, put it back on, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, and then I got woken up after by the host, whether it was the hostess or the pilot, my man came on the mic like DJ Khaled. He just, <laughs> yeah, I was he sleeping was going, and he was like, in. hello everybody. Just a <laughs> reminder. Like it was almost like a school disco, like I had DJ. I earphones in, but yeah. I could hear him over what I was listening to. Yeah. He's it's like, like going mad. You know, in the school disco, it's like, hope everyone's having a good time. He was like, hope everyone is enjoying their flight. However, there are a few of you today <laughs> that do not have your mask on. And just so you know, we do know if you are not eating. And I was just like, who? I took my mic, like my earphones off. I was like, Jenny, what's this pussy saying? I know, like, no, tell him to shut annoying. up. <laughs> but then he was like, if, you, if we catch you without a mask 
if you're not eating, we will alert the police and yeah. you will be escorted off the plane. Yeah. And it's like, but the person next to me is eating. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's like, do you see eating. the fear? Yeah. How they're just driving fear into you continuously. And that's why I had a little pot of Pringles this big. I made that fucker last the whole flight and <laughs> barely got to wear my mask. Because yeah. aircon, as you mentioned, the whole air conditioning unit, it's circulating air, which yeah. means whether you're... And first of all, I haven't got my mask on me. It's in my bag. But... Is it? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care anymore. But it's like you put your mask on. It doesn't fully seal your... It's not a vacuum seal on your face. Yeah, yeah. There is air. I don't... I'm not a scientist. I'm not an expert in any of this stuff in terms of the scientific side. That's but I it. know in general, if there's a gap, <laughs> if there is a hole and an air vent, it will go inside. Yeah. And that is what's that. No one has an airtight mask. But you know what? I, I'm so sick of talking about it right now. I've just got a bit angry. We told the plane bit, but it's like, we spoke about it quite a bit last uh -huh. time. I don't think we can ever get away from talking about it on podcast. No, I think it's there's always going to be an update. Mm -hmm. There's always something going on. But... A lot of people was uh, hit us up from like America and stuff, and just saying how it's exactly the same. So everyone relates to it, yeah. but it's also something that you don't. Yeah. People are hearing it in the news. You don't want to listen to it like all the yeah. time. So we'll sort of. Well, I'll tell you what, talking of getting a bit angry or going a bit a while. How do you feel about Kanye West right now? I Kanye. think I think that's something to mention, Kanye. Kanye, hey, Kanye, you know, Kanye is a very very interesting uh, person. He's going on a bit of a Twitter rant a little bit like you, but he is obviously <laughs> the king of um, of Twitter rants. But I'm going to put it out there. My view on Kanye is that I think he's very, very misunderstood. Mm -hmm. Or not even misunderstood. I think there's a lot of people out there that understand him, but the, he's painted out to be crazy and off his rocker sort of thing. But I think the guy is, is very, very clever. Um, he doesn't basically get his point across in the right way sometimes. Mm -hmm. But um, it, I find the situation right now is very, very interesting with his, he's sort of going against all of the, all the, mu the music industry in a whole, isn't he? Yeah. And um, I kind of tweeted about it as well, but I think um, I agree with you. I think he's very misunderstood, but also I think he's just been portrayed in the wrong light. I, I actually like, think I like him. Yeah. Same. I think he's, I think he's funny. Same. Um, I think he is very good at what he does. Um, he might over talk it a little bit sometimes when he's mm. like, I'm like Walt Disney. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. like Jesus. I think he called himself Moses the other day yeah. or something. Like, that's like Messiah. obviously a little, yeah. but that's what annoys me is that he, he is good at what he does, but yeah. then sometimes you're like, ah, oh, just rein it in a little bit because then you won't give these people an excuse but to you know say what? these things about An intelligent person knows how society operates right now. Mm. And if you say one thing wrong in this day and age, people will latch onto it. So in between giving all of the speech that he'd done recently, whether that was pissing on the Grammys or yeah, his that Grammy, was, that was mad. or whether that was posting his fucking contract, yeah. he threw in the like, whatever it was, I am Mos I'm the modern day Moses, I am Jesus, because he knows people are going to latch onto that, yeah. but it fits in within his overall conversation. So all of I call them sheep because they are fucking sheep. The people that believe everything they see, like people... When I, I actually tweeted, I was like, we must protect Kanye at all costs. Oh, yeah, that was it. Because my man's a legend. <laughs> not just a legend, but I think he's so intelligent. He might he might actually be... I'm not even a Kanye fanboy. I used to like his music more back in the olden days with the older albums. But he's a modern-day genius because he knows how society ticks. He knows what to make. Like He knows how to get people talking about him. And that's, that's, that's how a lot of a these lot celebrities of work. Say, a lot of people think it's just a stunt because there's a new album coming out. And obviously the... 
the president's uh, presidency that he was, he was saying he was going for, not sure where he's at with that. Mm. People a lot were saying that that's basically just trying to drum up business uh, to, because he got a new album coming out, yeah. which I don't think that it is. I think he generally not going to run this time round, but next mm-hmm. time, um, I think he might be generally thinking about it. But yeah, I think it's um, well, just specifically what he's talking about now. What do you think about like with the music industry? I think I that he's he's completely right, and I think yeah. that there's a lot of artists mm-hmm. out there that that will agree with him, especially people's trying to start off. Yeah, I I actually tweeted people again. They've latched onto the little pissing on the Grammy, which I think is genius, by the way. And I'll get I might get into that in a minute as well. But they've latched onto like the whole Jesus vibe, and this this that. But what he is actually saying is incredibly accurate, and I think this is it has the potential to change, like make a historical change with what he's doing, because he's built himself up to a point now where his following is so strong. And you cannot say he's not smart or he's stupid because look at Yeezy, the whole world to this day, even though it's not as maybe a lot of people don't care anymore, the whole world wants Yeezy clothes or Yeezy trainers. Yeah. The whole world went crazy over Yeezy trainers. They sell out everywhere. Some of them sell to this day for yeah, like he, 20, 30 he knows, grand. He knows, how to, yeah. he knows what he's doing. Like He knows how to market. Yeah, he knows how to grab the attention. Yeah. But do you think that's what he's doing now? No. Do you think he's just trying to grab attention? No. I think he's, because he seems to be very persistent on, um, yeah, like of what he's talking about the music yeah. industry. So he's basically saying how, even I think even everyone's saying, well, you signed the contract, mm-hmm. so it, it's your, like, you done it. But, but what he's basically saying is everyone sells out quite early. But uh, yeah. uh, any new artist, when they when they get started, obviously a lot of them don't have money. Yeah. They sign, they sign their life away with a contract. Yeah to like an 80, 20%, mm-hmm. um, 80%, 80% in favor to the record yeah. company and you get very, very little and mm-hmm. you never own your music. Yeah. So he's now trying to make a stand where he can, he's like, I want everyone to be able to, and all new artists to be able to own their music and not mm-hmm. be owned by the record companies. Yeah. Which is a, which is like um, a sort of, not a great area, but it's something that has, it's an area that's sort of been delved into a little bit before with like mm-hmm. Michael Jackson. Yeah. Um, Prince as well. It's Prince as Prince well. as well. But yeah, it's, um, he, he's treading on, on areas where yeah. are normally untouched. Well, it cannot be a publicity stunt because he posted his fucking contract yeah. page by page on Twitter. Non-disclosure agreements come into play during these matters. So, so he'll probably get a bit fucked for that. But I think I, may, I might have mentioned this to you before. He may get fucked for it, but when you're, this is, I think, kind of a benefit to being wealthy when it comes to legal fees and stuff you're wealthy enough to just brush it off like mm. like it's like banks when banks get caught in a scandal hsbc just got caught in another scandal i think it was 2014 there was a chinese company that was money laundering at 64 million or something hsbc passed it through now we know as history has proven itself time and time again what happens when banks get caught out in a scam or manipulating the markets they get a slap on the wrist they get yeah, a fine fine yeah so if they no, make seven billion, yeah, you make seven billion profit, so you make more. You get a ten million or a hundred million pound fine, safe, whatever. Yeah. Fuck off, I'll pay it. Done. Back to business as usual. So when you're a celebrity and you're at a higher level, if you get taken to court or you have to pay a hundred million, he's apparently a billionaire now. Who cares? Mm. He's. It seems like he's at that point, and Kanye's very erratic. So he's erratic in a way that a bit like me. That's my own tweets have got me in trouble mm. legally as well, and I understand where he's coming from. There's times where. He has said things. Uh, th- a lot of the arguments have been he's bipolar, he's unstable. But when you're bipolar, 
the other side that makes you unleash on in that manner is a side that's very ridiculously real. <laughs> yeah. That is a ridiculously yeah, yeah, real yeah. side that's bipolar. So whether it's the bipolar side is real or not, he is saying what is on his mind. But that's what I think. Like when I when I talk about people, and people say, "Oh, he's crazy." But I'm like, but what he's saying now is what he generally thinks. Mm-hmm. So he's obviously like saying something that he fully believes. Yeah. So if he is bipolar, the truth is coming out right mm-hmm. now. So yeah, people think he's crazy, but he just says what's on his mind. Yeah. And there's not enough people to do that. Do that. Mm-hmm. There's not enough people to say what's what's real. Yeah. Um. So when you do it, people ridicule ridicule you. Mm-hmm. You well. Um, <laughs> because because what you're saying is a little bit different out of the normal narrative or context yeah. that everybody else says. But it's generally an, un- an unspoken rule in many industries where this happened to Wiley as well, and this is where the council culture comes in. There's an unwritten rule where you're almost it is modern day slavery. You are there is a master that's what, above that's what you. Kanye West yeah. is saying right now. They're saying we are. These slave. are your masters. Wiley articulated it wrong. Wiley went straight in and said the Jews, bruv. The Jews, 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 Jews. So because he articulated it and said it wrong, racism. But see how he got censored as well. Yeah, he and got he's, censored. And he's been banished from him off. Twitter, mm-hmm. YouTube, um, Instagram. He's gone yeah. because he said something that was out of term to... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But he's not lying. But there's no freedom of speech. No, he's, he's there been, isn't. He's been, and now he's gone. Yeah. Now, gone. like, you, you can't... But that proves his point. Yeah, exactly. He, he was speaking He literally out, said... Yeah. They control us. This, 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 is that. But because he said it's the Jews, it can be twisted. The media narrative, like yeah. when they done, they interviewed him after, and obviously he just Wiley, said it in the wrong way. Yeah, like, yeah. He obviously it came across the complete wrong way. Mm-hmm. But I think again, the gist of what he was trying to say was that, like, he is in, not in control. And yeah. It's very similar to what Kanye West is yeah. saying right now. But I think what we spoke about before is with Kanye. He is so big now yeah. that he might potentially be, he might be able to push this through. This he, is exactly He it. might be the first person that, especially because of the of Twitter, mm-hmm. but I mean, he could get censored, but, um, but I don't, do you know he's what? too big now to be censored. Too big, and this is the power, and his fan base is so low. Whereas Wiley has been controversial for such and a long time. And he's only known in the UK. People in America might not know who Wiley is. But this is why cancel culture, I don't believe in it. And this is definitely a topic for the future as well. But when it comes to cancel culture, when Wiley first started saying all this stuff, even UK, the whole of UK, they were like, cancel him, cancel cancel culture, shut him down, shut him down. And then when he did get shut down, people started going, why are you doing this? We shouldn't be censoring people. But you were pushing that agenda. And now you're seeing the effects of that agenda. You're giving the people power, more power. But with Kanye, if you cancel Kanye... There's going to be, be some uproar. fucking backlash be uproar, because yeah. no matter how much you think because he's you crazy, you can't hide him. You can't be like, oh, we censored one of the biggest people yeah. or but he proved that. people on the planet. This is, I rate him so much because he's literally, he he released the CEO, I think, of Universal's number or something like that. I don't know what whose number it was, but he revealed a number and then he got his account shut down. He messaged Jack directly through iMessage, the CEO of Twitter. He was just like, why is my account shut down? He was like, this is unusual. We will get this resolved. And he was like, it looks like it was a mistake. Kanye comes back up. He's like, I'm back. Dropped the guy's number again. No, no, he dropped his name in the contacts, but didn't drop the number. But like, I can relate to Kanye in a way because I tweet sometimes in a similar manner. When I get a bit angry, mm. Kanye was just like, I'm back. Like laughing emojis as if like nothing happened. But that's how I think he's mis- like he, um, sometimes misunderstood because on Twitter, um, and that's what 
um, we've said before as well is that you can't always get your point across. Yeah. That's why, I mean, I mean if Kanye sits down in front of a camera, does a podcast or does an interview, any interview I watch, I'm like, some people might call him crazy, but I take away the yeah. bits that he's saying and, and I say, you know what, he's very, very clever. Yeah. And he, what he's saying is true. Take away some of the bits where he's going a bit overboard, but get the yeah. general gist of what he's saying and you can get the point. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I think when he's just doing these outbursts on Twitter, mm -hmm. then obviously that's where people can say, oh, you're, you're crazy. Because yeah. it, it can be, yeah. a text can come across the wrong way or, be, or be interpreted yeah. the wrong way. But I think they're proving that is very real. Like, again, we covered this in the first podcast. If you are breaching the narrative, you're labeled a conspiracy theorist, you're censored, you're shut down. Even Trump has had his tweet censored because he's posted certain things. And Twitter, because it's a technically a private company, they have the power to say, no, this breached our terms and conditions. Mm. You can Twitter can censor the president of the United States. What does that tell you about what we live in? Like, Standard, there, there are puppet masters in play, and Kanye is showing that because at the end of the day, what does he gain from posting a contract, potentially breaching non-disclosure agreements, potentially jeopardizing or causing uproar? There's no real gain to it besides yeah. him proving a point. And I think that's what he's trying to show here. Like, you touched upon it just now. Michael Jackson and Prince. I'm a bit of a conspiracy person. Just a, but just just a, a tad. Just, just a tad. Just a little bit. A little, a little <laughs> sprinkle of tinfoil. Just a little sprinkle of tinfoil. But I think we need to have you here sitting with a tinfoil hat for one, for one, one podcast. I'll have a tinfoil hat because I think if we ever do a podcast on like 9-11 or just a full-blown conspiracy podcast, I'll just come dressed in foil. Yeah. It'll be the perfect attire for that then podcast. Again, but then we don't, wanna, we don't wear something like that. Then it just, as I said, anytime you say something that's out of the ordinary, people yeah. are like, oh, look. And, that's and very true. Take the piss. It almost turns it into a joke. A joke that's, a, yeah. that's a very good point. Yeah. And that's the thing. You can't, you can't joke about it. Yeah. That's a good point, to be fair. But I think it does touch into, um, going back to what you said, Michael Jackson and Prince died of what? A, his doctor accidentally overdosed him. Hmm. Are you a fan of Michael Jackson? Did you like Michael Jackson? I wasn't necessarily a massive fan. I do believe in the whole... I do believe there was an element of kiddie fiddling. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Mm. I do believe there was an element to it there. But then maybe at the same time, he was such a pure hearted person. He didn't differentiate between adults and he just yeah. saw humans as humans, which maybe is what the world fucking needs a touch of right now. Yeah. I mean, that's so, a, it's a very, very, very like... It's hard, isn't it? It's, it's, it's one where... Do you like him, don't you? I, I think, yeah, mm. I liked Michael Jackson when I was younger. Um, I think as an artist, there's to this day is probably one of the biggest. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think you talk about, if you go back olden times, like not olden times, but a bit older, <laughs> a bit older, your age, yes. <laughs> a bit older than us, <laughs> is that you got Elvis was massive. Mm -hmm. um, on another level of like, that's not celebrity level, that's mm -hmm. like next level. Yeah, Michael Jackson was up there. But uh, I think what he done for the music industry, if you think about dancing, music, like singing, he's untouched. Changed everything. He's untouched with that. But then, yeah, like there's, again, there could be a conspiracy theory against that. Like he was, seemed like a very genuine person um, and maybe just a little bit too innocent for his own good. Yeah. But you never know, you never know um, the ins and outs. But mm -hmm. what I think you're about to say is um, there's obviously the fact that he owned all his own music. He bought the Beatles, um, the yeah, masters he owned of their the masters, Beatles. Yeah. Um, and through that he ended up owning like half of Sony or yeah. s s like something along that but 
So there's a lot of theories out there that mm-hmm. think that that, that could have possibly been uh, the cause of his death. Yeah. But um, that's like going off down. down it's, it's a similar path though, because if you look at if but you look at his loyal following, he would have been big enough to. But this is he the would point. have been big enough. But he, but was, he is big enough. But a lot of his songs enough. were basically saying it, a lot of his songs were saying stuff yeah. like what Kanye West is saying, mm-hmm. but just not uh, not direct to the point. But he done one talk I remember, and he was just like he had a piece of paper in his hand or something. And he was talking about Sony. He was like, they're trying to bring me down. Whatever he said, I don't remember. I need to watch that video. But yeah. that is why I think because as that started, as his battle against um, Sony being exposed started escalating more and more and more, dead, yeah. overdose. Not very random death. Prince was battling a very similar cause. He so wasn't. A, he wasn't a bit of a bad way. Though. He wasn't a bad <laughs> way. Mean, but so apparently, but then you look at like the whole. He was only fifty, and look at how he how he was. He was. But then look at the documentary that came out. What was the documentary that came out straight after? The documentaries don't put him in a good light. No. No. So it's like they make like, it look oh. like he was overworked. He was pushed to the limit, but. You no, have I to realise by that. I thought you meant like with the other. Um, well, no, 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 I'm talking about the one the that was more for his concerts, the final show. Oh what yeah, was the then final? He was, yeah, I saw that. Like, yeah. but yeah. you have to realise the people that are in charge of the record labels, they have invested stakes in everything else as well. Mm. So, if if it was to be true that he was potentially killed to stop him exposing an entire industry, mm. it's the same people involved in that that are creating documentaries and that's that's what i feel but with him like that can sound a bit far-fetched mm. um but what we're saying is with kanye is that because of his status he's not on the michael jackson elvis status no. but he in the modern day there's no one really much bigger no. than obviously there's jay-z and who's better artist and stuff mm-hmm. which is a whole other topic but when you talk about today who's the biggest who's the most well-known people in the world kim kardashian Hundred percent, and then you've got Kanye West. So Kanye West is the most well-known person, and mm-hmm. the fact that he is now taking a stand and going against um, the establishment, yeah. to put it just it, just in a nutshell, mm-hmm. the the fact that he's going against the establishment, and he he could potentially be the first person that could get things to change because yeah. you can't censor him. He's now too big. Yeah, it's almost like they've like, <laughs> it's almost like it's like. Oh shit, he's got too big now. We're yeah. fucked. Because like, yeah. he can now yeah. say what he wants, do what he wants. Because yeah. if you censor him on Twitter, he'll do it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You can't shut him down yeah. now. And he's that's now, he's now got too big for mm-hmm. uh I can't remember how the fr- the phrase for it. Uh, too big not too big to fail isn't the phrase that I, I was um that relates to this. I but, know what you mean though. I get what you mean. But he's too yeah. big now. So you can't you can't pull yeah. you can't censor him. So he can keep pushing for this. And what he's saying is is true. Mm-hmm. So I rate him for the fact that he is saying what needs to be said. People keep thinking that he's crazy, but he's not. He's just basically, he's now trying to help everyone else in the industry. If you look at most people that have created history or most people that have done something revolutionary in this world, they're all looked at as crazy. They're all looked at as different or whatever. They're, they're looked at as wacky until they end up being proven right either Which a few months later. Sometimes. Yeah. So again, just not to tie in the Michael Jackson thing too much, but it's like Michael Jackson had that power to shut down an entire industry yeah, and then he died. Yeah. So if Kanye was to hopefully, you know, touch wood, he doesn't die. If Kanye was to die and it gets covered up or it's just a random death, that's the end of that. That is the only way you can stop a force like yeah. that because he's too powerful. Yeah. It's very sad. Do you think he could ever become president? Yeah. Do you think that in the world we live in right now, yeah. you've we know 2020 is a fucking 
Shit show. Mazzolini. <laughs> it's just it's just an extravaganza. Like a it's a Mazzolini. <laughs> in the world we live in right now, Kanye could become president. And I'll, yeah. I, people say it will never happen. He's stupid. But look but at everything time, else that's happened. Did you ever think Donald Trump could get in? Like no. Let's say six years ago when Donald Trump, you'd see him on. WWE, yeah, or he did. <laughs> you he forget that, that stuff. You forget he was on WWE, yeah, or he was on. Um, <laughs> that's I completely mad. forgot about that. I know some of this <laughs> stuff I didn't see till after because you don't really take much. Um, you don't really think about who Trump was until yeah. he became president for us in in the UK. Anyway, he was on like he was in a lot of films as an extra, like um, Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but then yeah, what is he doing? Well, on he was in Home Alone. <laughs> well, what is he doing on WWE? Like he was. <laughs> He was anywhere where there was a camera. Yeah. So then you would have been like, this guy is not going to be president. Mm -hmm. Then what happened? And now he's and now he's loved by mm -hmm. by by many um, by many Americans. And good good chance that he could get in um, for the presidency this time around. I believe he's getting the second run. I think he. I think will. he will. I'm not. I don't know too much about the American mm -hmm. politics because um, we only get what we here in the UK, which is yeah. again through. Um, mainstream media, mainstream media uh, channels mm. and tabloids. Yeah, but that's like I I kind of understood a bit more about politics and the presidency. I know it sounds crazy, but I learned more about it through QAnon. But the difference is, I didn't fall into the trap. I used it to understand more because I like to. A read lot of people uh, might not know what QAnon is. So QAnon. So that. it's um, QAnon is almost it's become a cult. It's big it's a, now. It's, it's labelled a conspiracy theory, but we've already we already know how we feel about conspiracy theories yeah. in on this table. Yeah, I don't take it as a conspiracy theory. I take it as an ideology. But the problem is, the mainstream media labels it as a conspiracy theory. But then for me, when the mainstream media purposely attack something, that's a threat. Mm. When they attack something or disregard it or misinterpret it or put kind of lower the impacts of it and say it's a terrorist group, for example, which is what they've labelled it. It's almost like oh, what the QAnon they yeah, labeled that they label QAnon a terrorist group organization that's caused people to kill each other. But from what I've gathered from QAnon, they seem to be non-violent. It seems to be picking up. Yeah, and it's massive. And Trump himself is refusing to deny it. Deny it. Yeah. So Very strange. QAnon is basically. I'm probably going down this conspiracy theory road <laughs> a bit too much uh, again. But his um, <laughs> his his general. The general idea of QAnon is that Trump is battling a satanic cabal. Yeah, okay. And a paedophile like elite. But it's a very well known fact mm. that a lot of Hollywood again Pizza one of the one stuff. of the Pizzagate, all that stuff, they believe but the problem is with QAnon, there's no limit. It's turned more into a more than a belief into a cult. And that's why I looked into a lot of the things they're saying, and the more I've looked into it. It looks very realistic, but the problem is there's a fine line between they actually believe what they've read is 100% facts, and that's the same as anything in life. As much rather as I than, believe... Rather than try and take it on board yeah, and... And learn from it and just accept it may be a possibility. They've gone from thinking Pizzagate blown. is 100% like Tom Hanks, they expect to be a paedophile. You go <laughs> to the QAnon pages, th that will hurt me, by the way, because I grew up obsessed with Toy Story. Yeah. So if Tom Hanks is a paedophile, that's my childhood fucked. I hope that doesn't happen. But they're taking their you literally see them tweeting like Tom Hanks is in Guantanamo Bay. He's arrested. 
It's just a it's fake like connecting profile too on many dots, and it just yeah. goes a bit. They, it get, they that's take where it gets into tinfoil cuckoo land. Yeah, and I think that I, I think it has. I think mm-hmm. we can both agree that QAnon mm-hmm. has gone a little bit into cuckoo yeah. land. Um, it's like they take something and they run with it. Yeah. Whereas there might have been okay. Yeah. There's this. There's that. We can yeah. take that on board. There might be something yeah. here, but then it's like, yeah. then, then they just go go too far, yeah. and then. They're just labelled as yeah. crazy. We've even yeah. just said it. Because they connect the dots, but then they take those dots and say it's a fact. Yeah. But there is no proof yet. Mm. So if Tom Hanks gets arrested, I'll say fair enough, you guys were right. If Trump ends up exposing that Hillary Clinton is allegedly a paedophile, I will agree with what they're saying. Yeah. But all of these crazy like things... You can't just... It's the same as anything in life. You can't just say can't it and make it up. There and make, you say it's to, concrete evidence. You need, to, Yeah, you need to see some facts. Yeah. Until there's any facts, and mm-hmm. I mean, if there was any truth behind it, I'm sure there'd be some... Yeah. We would have seen something. Because they keep saying the elite have been exposed, in like indictments are coming, this, this, that, but, nothing but, but Trump is the president of the United States, so he has the power. And if you knew the Democrats were all paedophiles or Satanists, you would surely expose them or have them arrested by now yeah why would you why would you leave them in power yeah so it's like you just it's the same as everything in life critical thinking has to come into play yeah and you have to take everything with a pinch of salt until there is concrete evidence that's i mean everything is alleged yeah. like everything that we said is yeah. alleged allegedly uh, Do you know uh, i mean it's um, all yeah like ever we're just we're just regurgitating some of the things that we've seen online yeah. and we're just going from one thing to another but yeah a lot of it is alleged but nothing is proven mm-hmm. so it's like yeah, you're, these people are, are taking it too far when nothing is, there's no proven, mm-hmm. nothing's proven about it. I mean. yeah. But then when you go, it's Kanye West, he's proving exactly what he said. Yeah, but he's proving, he's coming with facts. He's like, yeah. this is my contract. Yeah, I've got, I only make 20%, mm-hmm. they make 80%. Um, I only make money from touring mm-hmm. and merchandise. They make yeah. money off all my, like, why can't I own my own music? Yeah. So that's how he's coming with facts, mm-hmm. like, going against the establishment which is a bit more real yeah but everything else that we've spoken about as, as i said is a little bit more yeah but it's i think it's good to bring it up because a lot of people either know about it through the mainstream media or they generally hardcore believe it and again this is the whole purpose of this podcast it's to give different opinions and potentially give people an option to look at it in a different light that's the kind of message i want to deliver yeah that you need to look at everything in a very different light you should I not think believe we've given a, i think we've given a good a lot of different lights in the last two podcasts. True, true. But I, f- I like that. It's nice to get things off your chest yeah. because we, we kind of teach people for a living anyway. It's what we do as well. We, we show people how to trade, for example. We teach people how to do things how we do. And we also trade for a living ourselves. But mm. we've amassed our following through our unique ideologies. And I think pushing that onto a podcast is why it's been quite beneficial. Yeah, definitely. 100%. But it has been uh, mm. stepping away from tinfoil hats. <laughs> oh, t- are we going down that route, are we? <laughs> no, I'm saying stepping away from <laughs> it. Um, what else has happened this week? Um, what else have you been up to? You're not really too much. You're not a football fan. Um, 
I, if I if I knew if I, I only found out the other day that you used to be an Arsenal fan, if I knew that, I probably wouldn't have done this um, podcast with you. Yeah, it's a bit unfortunate. So I used to be a junior gunner. Did I ever tell you that? that was, like, what is a junior gunner? A junior gunner. I never got to. Um, you know, you get those little mascots. What, did you used to go? You were a mascot. I never. I never got to do it though. Please tell me you're a mascot. No, I never got to. Please do tell it. me there's footage of not you a mascot, being a mascot. Wait, not like dressed as the fucking dinosaur. Our no, obviously. Used to be a dinosaur, but like you know the boys. Yeah, the boys that come out. out. That was what my membership entitled me to do. It Did was you like ever a little do membership, it? no, but I never done it. But um, I used to get goodie bags and stuff. What, from Arsenal? Yeah, goodie bags. I used to get like a little dinosaur and stuff. But <laughs> I only went to one Arsenal match. No, I went to two. But the f- I don't remember the other one. But I went to one. We beat Everton 7-0. But me and... M- I, I think the reason I never got into sport as a kid is because my dad was never into sport. Mm, yeah, I suppose you get influenced by yeah. your brothers or, or a dad or something. Yeah, because like, we went to the match... And again, I, I kind of got into it from my friends because I've, I've always been a bit different growing up. I've always been obsessed with like gaming, for example, or just like cars or other things not involved. I've never been involved in that kind of pub clubbing, like football. <laughs> cu- I've never been involved in British culture, really. I've, I've been like uh, <laughs> football to pubs. You know? <laughs> it is football and pubs. It goes hand in hand. I've never been involved in that culture. That's a, a very stereotyping, but, go but on. It, I think it I think it fits in quite nicely. <laughs> it's, it's, I think I think it's a pretty good stereotype to Say, but I'm saying like my dad is an example. My dad's obviously a bit fresh. He's a bit of a freshie because he comes from Cyprus. Yeah. So he's, even though a lot of my f- cousin's dads like football, my dad never did. So I was kind yeah. of isolated away from the football yeah. crowd. I was so even not watching it every day. Yeah. Like when we went to the Arsenal match at Everton, I don't think my dad even realised who Arsenal was and who Everton was. <laughs> so like we're obviously surrounded by geezers. So obviously when, you know, before a goal was about potentially about to be scored, everyone's like, they stand up. <laughs> Obviously, I would be like, I know what I'm looking at. I would actually love to see you at a football match now. It was mad. It was mad. Like, Arsenal scored. We beat Everton 7-0. I say we. Not that I'm part of the team, but we... Junior Gunner right here. Junior Gunner, obviously. Certified. Had the little membership card. But, like, when we'd go to score a goal, I would obviously, like, look around me and obviously all the geezers would be like... So I'd stand up. But my dad would be like... He he didn't know who was about to (laughs) score a goal. So I'd be like, get up. And he'd be like... "Ah," Like, going crazy. But for the purpose of uh, of uh, people listening, obviously, if you're Arsenal, I'm Tottenham. Complete opposites, hatred there. There is a hatred. It's like, is it, it's not as bad as West Ham and Millwall, though, is it? Mm, or is nice. it similar? Uh, I know little I think things. it's sort of on, on the same kind of... Mm. Uh, it's there or thereabouts. I think West Ham and Millwall might be a little bit... It, that g- it sort of goes off every time there's a there's yeah. a there's a meeting. But what is the tension between like again for someone who doesn't know really any like if you ask me now who played for Arsenal, I'd probably still say Thierry Henry or Dennis Bergkamp or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but the only reason I brought it up today was because um, a- anyone f- for those listening who are into football, Gareth Bell has come back to Tottenham. He had the ponytail, right, Gareth Bell? Yeah, he used yeah. to play for Real Madrid, mm-hmm. but he wasn't really getting much love over there. Good player. Um, he came from Tottenham, went to Real Madrid. Now he's come back. So um, that's obviously being a Tottenham fan is good news for us. Um, so that's why I just thought I'd bring that up. And that was, I think, one of the biggest news in, in football this week. But what you were saying is the, the rivalry is, is yeah. more or less it's like who's on your doorstep. So um, for Arsenal-Tottenham is North London teams. So it's kind of like a postcode war. <laughs> you can put it <laughs> it's down It's like a postcode that. war. It's like Tottenham-Arsenal are both North London. Mm-hmm. But then West Ham, West Ham and Millwall aren't. So mm-hmm. there's different rivalries at different places. Um, uh, Millwall, South East London, West Ham. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, um, yeah, there's different there's different rivalries all over the place. But 
Maybe we'll get you down to a Tottenham game, transfer you over, nope. make you a junior yid. Not bring, bring you over to the. To I the, think due to my to roots, I cannot divert over to your side. Yeah, but that How was the that was the uh, sort of biggest thing in football this week. But I guess it's fallen on deaf ears here. <laughs> um, to put it in simple terms, I've never been a fan of watching men in shorts and a t-shirt just running around a pitch. See what is wrong with you? What's wrong with your mind? <laughs> it's just, that's that's what it is. Like people take football so seriously. I think that's th- that's what put me off as well. Like watching how people again when the stereotype comes from pubs and stuff that's because from what i saw growing up you would see all the boys like literally you see fights breaking out over football you'd say like it's just mad like you go to a bar or a pub and when it comes to football matches there's riots there's fights there's people screaming like if they lose a match they're like we've lost we've lost we've lost but it's like you're not playing but i've never understood like that connection to a bunch there's like a bunch of men on the field Booting a ball into a net. That's I look at you things. Make it sound I look so at, shit. I look at things on that <laughs> level, but it's like I want to understand your side because that's how that's how I think I it's when you, I think it's something that you just get into when you're younger. Like obviously you follow a certain team. When you say it in your sense, it does. You can it <laughs> makes it sound a bit a bit stupid, <laughs> but it's not like that. <laughs> when you when you, you have your team. No, you really just c- try to shit on on football. You know, I'm being ridiculously real. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, it's but it's with you. You were saying how you didn't have it as you're growing up. But mm. um, funny enough, my dad supports Arsenal, <laughs> and I'm a Tottenham fan. That's what's that, awesome. I don't know how that came about, but um, yeah, basically, you just you just kind of warm to a team when you're younger. You mm. have your favorite players, and you kind of get not obsessed with it. But when you're younger, where you're into um, computer games, you're into what Call of Duty and stuff. Yeah, like I I'm not into. I yeah. don't. I haven't ever played com- well when I was really young but I'm, mm. I'm not really into computer games so then when you're tweeting about Call of Duty and this and that I'm like <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about yeah. and then I don't I don't understand mm. why you'd sit there and waste an hour yeah. running around mm-hmm. shooting people yeah. whereas you're saying I don't understand why you'd sit there and mm-hmm. waste an hour of people running around kicking the ball around it's very true it's so very good point. it's what you're into mm-hmm. but obviously you like your games yeah I'm more into football, but you you just get into it. And there is a little bit of a a sort of cult thing, I suppose, the way you're stereotyping it a little bit. But it's it's just something that you just can't really explain it. And I think that's Mm. why with football, that's one of the things that you can't explain. You just get Mm. so excited. Like I remember when, like with Tottenham, when you go go to things like Champions League and stuff Mm. like that, um, there's just an excitement you can't really explain. But that's one of the magical things about why football is so big because you just love it and you can't mm. really put your finger on exactly what it is. Yeah. I feel, in a way, it is, bi- it is a bit sad that I don't feel I don't think that so. connection. Every- everyone's diff- everyone yeah. has their different things. But like growing up, obviously, I was very isolated from everyone because I think the fact I was shit at football probably didn't help either. Yeah, that probably was a big... I used to play, <laughs> I used to play for under, under like 16s or 18s team. I got a few trophies. I was a goal hanger. Like you got a few trophies. I was in. I got a few trophies. Don't worry. What for goal hanging? For runner up. But (laughs) I I got my trophies. I think we won one like championship or match. But I was a goal hanger because you wouldn't catch me. I want to see footage of you playing football. You there's childhood footage when you come to mind. You can see it. (laughs) I'm gonna please do not share it or distribute it. (laughs) That's going on Insta, Twitter. Because like there'll be time I try and do like a rainbow on this YouTube channel. We'd literally be in the middle of a tournament, and because I was just I'd only know football from FIFA. The ball would come and I'd try and do like a rainbow flick and it would just like go through my legs and I'd like fall over and hit the floor. So I'd never into football. I was a goal hanger. I'd sit by the goal, kick the ball to me. You're not catching me dead running for the ball. If it comes to my legs, I'm going to give it a shot. If not, I'm done. 
I'd like to. I definitely want to see some footage of you playing football. Um, I have a charity match that I've that I've got coming up. It's actually next year. It's just coming to my mind. I have to arrange a team. I'm getting you on the team just for the jokes. Right, well, I'm going to <laughs> I'm gonna have to go through like militant training. For I'm this getting you. I'm getting you on that pitch, even if it's for five Can't minutes. Be a striker then. It's a bit like. Um, <laughs> it's a bit like you know the there was the football aid for mm. the England football aid like yeah, two yeah. weeks ago. Even if you just what, come chunks up, for <laughs> <laughs> I'd be chunks. I'd just miss if, a penalty. If it, even if it, yeah, <laughs> if there's a penalty, I'm going to bring you on just to take it. But I think, um, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to get you on. Even if it's for five minutes, I got to have you kitted out. Football socks, shorts, no problem. Top, no problem. I'll get you on. But do you know what? it's weird because when I, I went to the Euros, was it 2016? You went to the Euros. 2016, France. Must be nice. It was in France. It was. It was actually. <laughs> it was crazy. It was because Turkey, obviously, because Turkey Cypriot. When I watched Turkey so play, my where cousin. was it, where was the 2006? Was it 2016? I don't I don't know. Wait, when well, it when was. did you go? I was it recently? Was it ten years ago? Was it four years ago? I don't remember. That might help me tell it you. It was in France. Yeah, but was it four years ago? Was it ten years ago? 2016, I think, or some 2015, maybe. So about four years ago. Four or five years ago, if I yeah. remember. So it would have been 2015, 2016. But I'm saying I don't know where it was. I remember it was in France. All right. But it was I don't know if you years know. Ago. Yeah, I, I can't remember off the top. Uh, Does it change the Euros? Does it go yeah. to like different? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's like the World Cup in it. It changes. Yeah, <laughs> so Man the Euros. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, in, it was in France, and I went there with my cousin. Uh, it might have been. Fr- I think it went back to France. Uh, yeah, it shows my age. When I was in private school, <laughs> I went to a school trip. <laughs> I went to a school trip, and it was Euro nineteen ninety eight. I think. And Fuck it was me. In France. Three years after I was born, and then it, and then it and then it went back to. And then it went back to yeah, it must have been France. But what was what you went to the you went to the Euros? Yeah, Euro twenty sixteen, I think it was now. Now that you've just mentioned it, nineteen ninety eight, that was three years after I was born. <laughs> that's mad. Yeah, that shows the, <laughs> the the gap between us. But it was in France, and that was the first time I ever felt a real connection to football. Yeah, a real connection because I is like it. But then see what I mean. You get yeah. caught up in the moment. Because it was more of a a country. Um, but again, even but a country, when it comes you get to even like, more yeah. into it. You get more passionate. Yeah, because I again but I don't like passion. politics. I don't like that stuff. But for some reason, when There's I was no politics, no, but it's why bring like, politics into but, it? But it's like it's like I don't know. Like I don't like being obsessed with things. Like yeah, all of but that. you're obsessed with Call of Duty. Not obsessed <laughs> with it, but I fucking love it. <laughs> okay, so all right, that's a good thing that you just said. So when you went to Euro uh, 2016, mm. whenever it was, you got into it. Yeah. So you were watching Turkey. But Turkey. What did you go I to? One or two games? Two games, I think, or one game. So how much that feeling when you're at the game and Turkey were winning or losing or scored a goal, like yeah. you were into it? It was because they were chanting in Turkish. They were like hugging each other. And it was like, it reminded me of being at, being at a family party. Because right, I know what your family Turkey. parties are like, yeah? Yeah, that is pretty mad. <laughs> not like men hugging each other. But it's <laughs> not, not that kind of party. But it's like, it felt like more homely. It felt like something I could relate yeah. to. But obviously, with all my but cousins, say like when there was a goal, like it was coming to a goal or they score, did you have that? that yeah, that we were going just fucking crazy. You couldn't help. We yourself. were going crazy. Yeah, it's that it's overwhelming like it was a celebration. But when it it's comes that to overwhelming like, feeling, yeah, it and was, that's what I mean, you can't put your finger on it. Yeah, I couldn't understand. Well, there you that's go. That's a very good point. Actually, that's I couldn't, why people I couldn't like relate football. to it because when it comes to Arsenal, a lot of my cousins are from North London. You've got like Edmonton, Enfield, Harringay, Cheshire, all that stuff, Cockfosters, all them areas. But uh, Cockfoss is just fine to me. <laughs> such That's a kid. In a five-year-old. Such a kid. Like <laughs> Every time I see it on the sat now, I'm like, cock. <laughs> I'm like, stupid. Why would you call Mary Cockfosses? But because they were from their areas and I, I was more from South, Yeah, I couldn't feel that connection. Like Whereas yeah. people with me, yeah. it was like Chelsea. Bare Chelsea fans when I was growing up. Mm. But... Chelsea for me is always, you know, when I had the stereotype of like pubs, riots, that's that's what Chelsea is it's for like me. In your mind, In yeah. my mind, it was Chelsea. But when it comes to the country, there was a connection. 
Yeah. But again, I didn't really have a clue who was playing. I Googled before we went yeah. who the main striker but was. I think when it comes to Euros and mm. uh, the World Cup, you don't need to. Like, yeah. I'm uh, Irish, and but I follow Republic mm-hmm. of Ireland, but I also follow England. Obviously, I know, but you follow, like, with Ireland, mm. not as good as other teams. So sometimes I'm like, who the hell is this? Yeah. But it's, your, it's that passion that you have for where you're from. So then you just follow it. You don't have to know who the people are. Yeah. But I'm very glad that we that you brought that up yeah. because you were saying you don't understand. Yeah. But now, but now you've actually yeah. It's now almost made this, me this has been like a therapy session. <laughs> to, to <laughs> and now maybe you might you might. So is that how you feel when you watch like Tottenham play? Basically, yeah. Like the thing is, I can I can sometimes miss a game, and then you just see the score, mm. and you be like, oh, for fuck's sake, they lost. Or mm-hmm. and then you watch the highlights. But if you're watching the game from start to finish, you get very into it, mm. and you just. It's because it's something that you've been following for so, for yeah. so long, so you want it to win or lose and, mm. and stuff like I that. I just never understood people that are obsessed with it, but I guess we all have our own obsessions. Like when mm. it comes to World Cup or the Euros, I'm but more inclined to watch. But sorry, I was going to say, but I wouldn't say obsessed. Like I, I like football. Um, there's a lot of people that like it a lot more than me. I like it, but I don't, um, I'm not like regiment that I, I don't go to every game. Like yeah. People call me an, arm, an armchair fan um, because I just don't have time to go yeah. and watch it. And I'll miss a lot of games that are even mm. on the TV. Well, if it's on the TV, I'll, I'll try and watch it. But um, like, you don't have to be obsessed. You can you can follow it um, and like it. But obviously, there's different grades. Some people are, are mm-hmm. obsessed. But I mean, I think football is the it's the biggest game in the world. Um, and yeah. I think that for that reason, why is that? Like when you said when you're at the Euros, mm-hmm. that feeling that you that feeling that you get, yeah. you can't really replicate and you can't really explain. Mm. But that's the thing I think it is for me. It's like if I was if you would say now, let's go to a match. I'll come with you 100%. Because I, be- I enjoy the atmosphere. Yeah. I like getting my hot dog. I like getting my chicken nuggets. I like getting my little Pepsi and sitting there and having a great match. You think about McDonald's or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I generally, like, when you go to a football match, I like the fried food. Yeah. I like the atmosphere outside the stadium. You have little stools there, little stands. Yeah, yeah, You've got, yeah. like, autograph shit. I like I like the atmosphere. It's like yeah. when I went to um, Toronto, I was courtside at the NBA game. Must be nice. I used to look. <laughs> it was pretty nice. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty good. But I remember um, I was more obsessed with that basketball. I, that as a I would kid. really like to do. Mm. I, I've never I've got into basketball a little bit more mm-hmm. um, in the later years. But I'd, I'd like I've been to a basketball game. I wasn't mm. courtside. Must be nice. But I was like a few <laughs> a few rows back. But that is yeah. that atmosphere there is is mm-hmm. completely different than football, isn't it? Yeah, it's wild. You got like the cheerleaders coming on. They stop it like every like couple of minutes. There's a timeout. Cheerleaders come on. Go and get another drink. Like, come back. T-shirts yeah. out. Yeah, there's alcohol, whereas in, in England with the with football, you, you don't get alcohol in, in the stands anymore. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's been that long when since you've been to a game. When did that come into play? I think a long time ago I now. I think 2007 was when the Everton match was for me. But obviously the Euros was 2016, but... Yeah, you can't, you we can't get fucked. alcohol. Really. Like the Euro, the streets in Paris, riots. Yeah. It was a madness. Like, whoever we were playing that day, I don't even remember. It might have been Croatia, it might have been Spain. It was one of those two, I think. The streets were like madness. You, you see someone else, and it's it's literally like Bloods versus Crips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see someone in a turkey kit. You're like my brother. You're hugging them. You're chi- you're chugging beer together. You see them in the opposing kit, and everyone's just watching them. Like one wrong move, yeah. one wrong look, yeah. they're coming for you. And there's like fires. We because we won the match that day. I don't know. I think it was one nil to Croatia, if I remember. If it was Croatia, but they were there was fucking bonfires going on. It was wild. Yeah, it wild. But obviously with NBA, for example. You yeah, celebrate so you in the stadium. You, you were at your you you're at your courtside seats. Sorry, what courtside seats? No, I was just saying it was a it was a good atmosphere. Mm. But I used to like NBA. 
again, I've always liked everything sport-wise on a very surface level. So like NBA, I used to like the 76ers because of Allen Iverson, because he was short. <laughs> he was my height, but he was still throwing up alley-oops. Yeah. So he became like my role model. I was like, if he's my height, because when I was growing up, I was like, bruv, I used to go to my mum, I'd be like, bruv, I don't think I'm going to grow up and it's, it's yours or dad's fault. <laughs> One of you gave me this genetic and you're going to have to pay for it. It's not fair. You still haven't grown up. <laughs> when I was growing up, I still haven't grown up. Height <laughs> wise and maturity, I haven't grown up. When was this but last week? <laughs> nah, cancel <laughs> I need another drink. <laughs> right, that really hurt. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, yeah, I related to Alan Iverson because he was short. He had his little <laughs> sleeve. It was just tattoos, fr- braids. Because I had cornrows in it when I was growing up. Do you remember? Did you no, see the I picture? Don't re- no, I don't remember. You haven't seen the picture of me with braids? I think I had the possibly full cornrows going on. What was going on there then? What? Oh, because of him? I was just a G growing up, basically. <laughs> just ran primary school with my cornrows. So um, I just wanted to, I liked that culture. There's so much stuff that I'm going to have to get and expose <sighs> of you. I need to see you playing football. You're not coming to my house I need house to see you with the cornrows. The, <laughs> um, the NBA, I got really into the NBA. Like I was, I'm not really into it, but do you know what really made, I know this sounds a bit, Mm. Uh, a bit mm. shit but you know what really made me want to start like get started watching it again was did you watch the um the michael jordan thing on netflix Mm-mm. you didn't watch that um, i haven't seen it yet i still need to watch the it. last dance no yeah that's a must watch that's a must watch like obviously i've because you're in yeah. in england you can't really watch the basketball that much mm. and i was watching that and it just got me it got me quite into it and i've been yeah. watching a few games and especially like um what's his name his instagram is king james what's his name lebron, LeBron james. james yeah <laughs> LeBron James. Um, but yeah, so you watch that and Steph Curry and something mm. like that. But yeah, you have to watch The the Last Dance on um, mm. Netflix. It's like you'll start watching it and you'll binge, you'll binge the whole thing. Yeah, I like that. It's, it's, a, sick, um, it's a sick little mm. series. But it's all about, I think it's, um, it's not just about basketball. It's about Michael Jordan and the drive and stuff that you need to have. So it's kind of a motivational thing. Yeah. So it's something that if listeners haven't watched it, I recommend watching that as well. I'd like to see that because I think it was, was it Scotty Pippin? Pippin. Scotty Pippin. Scotty Pippin. I said Scotty Pippin. Scotty Pippin. It was like, they were kind of like partners in crime at one point. Yeah, him they? and um, there was one more guy. Oh, what's his name? He he was a little bit different than everybody else. Uh, you know, he used to wear makeup and stuff. He used to just, Magic Johnson used to or something. On, no, he used to go no, on Magic bend- Johnson's son's one. No, so he, he used to go on benders. So they're like, Michael. He was that good that Michael Jordan would have to go and find him in Vegas and bring him back to play the game. Sounds like me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't remember his name, but people wouldn't people know who I'm talking about. But um, what, what were you saying? No, I was just saying, like, because that's how I got into basketball through my uncle. My yeah. uncle was obsessed with Michael Jordan. Like so we, th- that's what I mean. So then that's mm. why you got into there's like basketball. A, there's almost like a gateway, isn't yeah. there, to getting into certain things. So for me, it was my family. My mm. dad was into football. Um, so that's kind of my gateway. And then you just get into it and... You get obsessive. I used to play it non-stop mm. as much as I could. But yeah. That's interesting. You've you've almost made me discover a side why of Why people like yeah, it. Why people like things. Because I've always been... Because y- y- that's how I am. I'm always like... I try to detach from like what is supposedly reality as much as possible. Like when or I watch norm, football. I, I yeah, think like norm is. People liking football, because it's the biggest game in the mm. world. I think it's like normally... Anyone you speak to is like, oh, what team do you support? Yeah. And then when they're like, oh, I don't watch football, you're yeah. like, huh? But then, like, that's what I mean. But it's been yeah. good that we've had that conversation out yeah. in the open and we've understood, mm-hmm. you don't understand what, what the, 
why people liked it. Yeah. But now you, you almost yeah. do. Because growing up, I became more and more introverted because I started realizing I was so different to a lot of people. Like when they would say like, let's go to the pub or watch the football or are you coming here? Let's go goals. I'd yeah, go yeah. goals every now and then, but I was like, I don't yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah. So then I would end up just staying inside more and more and more. Yeah. So whilst my friends thought I was being distant or antisocial, is because I couldn't understand what the connection was. Mm. So then that's how I got more into games and stuff as yeah. well, because I couldn't understand the bonds. But now you've almost like, I understand them now. I understand. I, I, I've explained it to you, mm. broke it down. But yeah, that's the beauty of everything uh, that, like what we said on the podcast is, is everybody has, everyone's different. Mm -hmm. um, and different opinions, different to what they like, what, what they don't like. Um, and that's what makes a good world go around, isn't it? But I think it's going to be, good for a lot of people that are in my shoes that maybe don't understand football too much yeah or maybe have grown up introverted for example because they couldn't mm. relate to that side i think it's a big wake up call, call yeah. for me actually to be fair i'm just a bit like actually it makes sense now yeah because we're all well, on the flip side of that things on the flip side of that is like i never for me i think when i when i was younger i wasn't really into playing games i mm. uh, um i was very lucky uh, when I was younger that my family bought me like a PlayStation 2 when it first came out yeah. and stuff like that so like I used to play it a bit but I don't know it was because I was so into football and stuff I'd always be outside playing mm. um, but I ne I could never I never really got in, especially in the later because then it started going to online gaming Yeah, like when PS3 mm -hmm. and 4 and 5 or whatever it is now um, so then I was I never really got into that side of things and yeah. I, but people love that but it just never I never caught the yeah. bug I think with football, that's what it is, is you catch the bug yeah. and you catch the bug of wh whatever you're yeah. into. Because that's like me, from like year, up to year seven before I started secondary school, it was just like, I had an Xbox, I had a PlayStation 1, had PlayStation 2, had PSPs, all that stuff, but... Must be nice. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like a, an obsession. Yeah. I would enjoy it if it was on holiday, I'd take it here and there, but playing outside was my thing, football, riding my bike, scooter, whatever it was. Mm. But then when I got into secondary school and online gaming came out, because I was already quite involved in gaming. Yeah. The online gaming just took me over. And then after that, it was done. But I, like, I'm actually very grateful to have had a childhood where I got to play out. I got to go out and enjoy. There was no social media when we were growing up. Yeah. Besides MSN. or B, like Even BBM was secondary school. But MSN was our messenger. Well, we spoke about this on... This is a very interesting topic. Uh, we spoke about this when we were away. How I think you are the last generation... Um, I thought I was, but after speaking to you, I know you're a few mm. years younger, but that's sort of the last generation of not having social media when you're young. Um, and for me, it was like, I can't remember how old I was when we first got a computer and the internet. Dial-up. Yeah, and you had a dial-up and, and it made the weird sound and stuff. And I, I think I must have been a good, must have been at like 12, 13 or something like that. But um, we were in, I saw both sides of the spectrum. I saw when... Before that, I remember when um, like my dad had um, a mobile phone that was like a brick, <laughs> you know, like the brick one. The, like drug dealer Scarface yeah. phones. Yeah, 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 yeah. like the proper, proper trapper phones. But even like, before yeah. that, you had you used to, you had to carry a box around of it. Yeah. Um, but then, then it moved on <laughs> like to that. Like a fucking spy. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, re that was then, and pages and stuff like that. And that was the first introduction of technology. Mm -hmm. So, But we saw, before that even came around, mm -hmm. when I was a bit younger, we had a life where there was no there was yeah. four channels on in, in England there mm -hmm. was four channels on TV but <laughs> it was like you got home from school yeah um, at a certain age you, you changed and you went outside mm -hmm. and you played outside 
until the yeah. street lights went off, uh, came on. And it was That's like, it. right, you got to come get in, in have your dinner, yeah. do your homework or whatever. And I used to be out, like you couldn't get me indoors. No. I was out, like I was playing yeah. football 24-7 every mm-hmm. minute of the day. Um, but then <coughs> that's what kind of uh, I don't like with today's society is that is they haven't got that. They anymore. haven't experienced it. Like in my opinion, that was a childhood. Mm. Now they're on Instagram at school. Yeah, everything they do at school is for Instagram. Mm. Whereas we, we didn't have. There you was no way to post it to. No. You dash a fucking piece of paper across the classroom. Like an aer- paper airplane. Da- airplane. Or... You'd like your communication methods in school. You wouldn't be able to send them a text. No. A dash piece of paper, a note, an aeroplane. You throw a pencil at someone's head. Now in school, it's being filmed. Yeah, it's everything. for Instagram. Everything. It's to get onto every a meme movie, page. Every move you make, and I don't know yeah. what it's like, but I'm sure that doesn't help like um, young kids with their self-esteem or their confidence or um, bullying. I'm sure that's yeah. made it a hundred times worse. And depression mm-hmm. has got much worse with younger people because of things like that. But yeah, it's <coughs> kind of... It's like everything. It's like humanity took a step back mm-hmm. in that sense. We we move forward with technology and ever uh, and uh, and we're advancing, but then we're losing sight of yeah. of just humanity the and reality is going. Like back in my day, if there was a fight in school and someone's getting punched up, you're getting punched up. That's normally the end of it. Yeah. Someone might film it on their fucking Nokia. But it, it might spread between me, two or three people. Even, for me, it wasn't even that. There was a fight. There was a fight. Yeah, it was over, and, and you'd have to deal with the yeah. embarrassment that your friends would remember the next day yeah. but now it'd be like you're not, i'm just you're, bait. you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're viral yeah you're now you're now yeah. a meme you're now this or you're yeah. that you know like I mean? back in the day the phones were so bad anyway with the cameras if someone like there was people getting like stripped naked or punched up they would catch it on a phone like a nokia Strip naked yeah. Strip naked, but, like, bad things what was happening it was just mad not like sexual assault but like in a fight they'd be like get naked but <laughs> then things happened in schools like glad in secondary schools school. It never happened to me, thank God, but it, it happens to people, innit? But anything you do in school now, you could potentially end up on a meme page, which has millions of followers. Yeah. So there's not just the embarrassment of your school, there's the embarrassment of the entire world seeing what is happening to you on a daily basis. And there's a constant, like, there's pressure. Pressure, <laughs> pressure, pressure. Is it because like, we and, know. And then anxiety, like yeah. kids have that anxiety now. Especially what? at a young age, you're, you're still growing. You're still... You haven't built you up the tolerance you, are, you don't even yeah. know who you are yet. Like with us as a good example of the industry we're in, we deal with that on a daily basis, but we've kind of gone through the phases of life to be mature and kind of become accustomed to it and handle it. Yeah. But when you're young and you're in school, you're emotional, yeah, you're hormonal. Imagine, like. imagine like getting into a fight or like you you kiss a girl and someone like videos you're it and watching, puts it yeah. on. In your head, you're thinking, what the fuck? The whole world knows about this. Mm. Whereas before, anything you've done... It was within your boundaries. Yeah, you can't do anything now. I don't like it. I remember, like when I first got a mobile phone, um, I was in, I was in secondary school, and that was that uh, when they first came out. But then, years later, a few years later, kids were getting them younger and younger, uh-huh. and then it's at that stage where it's like, well, look, you, if you have a child, you don't want you don't want to give them mm-hmm. too much too soon. But then everybody else has them. Yeah. So, so then, if your child doesn't have one then they're the odd one out. But mm-hmm. then it's like, everyone has a smartphone now. And as you said, everything yeah. is videoed. Everything is, it's like going back, I keep saying this, but get what you said in the last episode is about black mirrors. Remember that episode where everybody, where, where something's happening to someone, yeah. and everyone's running around with, yeah. with like videoing yeah. it. That is literally what the world is like now. Yeah. So when you see something happening in the world, it's yeah. good sometimes that because when certain things happen, it gets shared. Yeah. But it's more, it, 
that's a minority. More so, it's just that it's being filmed for the wrong mm-hmm. reasons, or people are like, yeah. like world star. It's yeah. like, oh shit, there's a fight, like world star, world star, and it's just to share it, and it's like yeah. hyping up, is and it, and mm-hmm. they're not, they're not. Uh, if there's two people having an argument or a fight, they're not, they're laughing at you, not yeah. with you, it and it's everybody, a everybody <laughs> in a circle. Yeah. So the first thing, something happens now, bang, people yeah. whip out the phone. That's humanity going. Rather mm-hmm. than help somebody, so that's humanity going, uh, taking a, a step back. But again, that's again something that we can go delve deep into mm-hmm. in, in another podcast as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. Because um, when you think about how we were in school, not to touch into it too much more, but when we were in school, I think I don't know what age I was when I first got my phone. But before then, the communication was either my parents picked me up or some like. You almost there was no instant messaging. No, but if you you have to call somebody. So for me, it was like um, on a Saturday if I was meeting a friend, I'd ring him. I was like, right, I'm yeah. leaving my house now. I'm gonna be there. I should be there at this mm-hmm. time. Then you got on a bus or a train, and, and that person would have to stand there, yeah, <laughs> wait yeah. for you. It would wait for you. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you remember when? I don't know if you had the same thing, but like besides dial-up, where you couldn't use, or we had a Packard Bell when it first came out, and I was like just using the internet. But obviously, the minute the phone would ring, gone. But you couldn't use it yeah, when the phone yeah. was ringing because the dial-up, you had to together, use the yeah. telephone. But when home phones were first a thing, you had one hour free. Then after one hour, it would be paid for. So when I even when I used to play Call of Duty with my cousins, I would call him up home phone to home phone, talk for an hour, put the phone down at 59 minutes, then call him again. And it would be free again and again and again. Oh. But obviously now you just think, imagine having to do that yeah, continuously. Yeah. Now it's, it's like little things that you want to send a meme, you want to send a picture yeah, straight away. Yeah, those little things that that we that we had that I suppose we sort of miss because it is different I now. I, I miss it so much actually. But if I, it's I the same will probably happen again is like the the youth at the moment will probably have something that in another 10 20 yeah. years they'll be like oh remember we had this what now they have because that's terrifying. It's, it's progression think, isn't if it? If this is what they've got now what what's going to happen in 20 30 years? Because now the problem is there's a reliance and a dependency on instant communication. Mm. Everything is instant 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 instant. It's going back to what we said so at like the start where it's that the psychology where it, they've tapped into the human psychology yeah. so you need that instant gratification yeah. where you need that instant yeah. who's liked me yeah. uh, what's the latest news what mm-hmm. are my friends doing what's somebody else yeah. doing what's what's this or that person posted but also for parents with kids a good example is my sister she's in Dubai right now and I watch my parents panic like for example my dad got her a 4G global data package where she can use her 4G anywhere she's a bit stupid my sister she's a bit slow <laughs> compared to me <laughs> she's very slow my, my sister. sister so she got a text from ee saying um you have a euro data package available activate this now i was like you're in dubai you're not you're not included she activated the package her 4g went down for 24 hours and i watched how her my mum and my dad shit themselves because now they have to wait for her to get wi-fi to communicate yeah but back in like when I was her age or when we were younger, you ha- that was normal. That yeah, was the yeah, normality. Exactly, yeah. Now, because they cannot communicate with her every second or you do not see a double tick on WhatsApp, yeah. there's panic. Worried, yeah. They're like, but we need that instant it's like, communication. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's like you need that. Mm-hmm. You need it's, Everything is instant, instant, instant. It's like even if you go out on a night out or something. Yeah. Like, if, if your missus, whoever it is, if they can't <laughs> get a hold of you or... Say your battery dies or or something happens, mm-hmm. um, there's worry. But yeah. it's like, 
or it could even be during the day, like we could be doing a podcast here now mm-hmm. and my phone might be off and someone might be trying to get, like a perfect example, someone could be trying to get a hold of me right now and then it's like, why is his phone off? And yeah. then we could try and call me again and a couple of hours later, they'll be like, all right, I've tried him twice now, or three, four times yeah. now. Um, he's not answering, something must be mm-hmm. up. And that even happened to me yesterday. I was trying to get a hold of somebody mm-hmm. um, and I messaged a messaged him, I tried to ring him. I said, well, that's a bit strange, but mm-hmm. that just shows that I was like trying to get yeah. hold of someone. I was like, it's strange not to be able to get hold of somebody. And so I automatic, automatically thought, yeah. oh, something must be up. Like, is yeah. everything okay? And then yeah. today I was like, is everything all right? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, yeah, everything's right. Yeah. But it's like, um, it's that instant. We, we we don't even realize it, but it's ourselves mm-hmm. as well as everybody else. But yeah. That's a very scary thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, just, it's like you can always say it's just the way it is now it's just like you've got conditioned to it so much how do you condition yourself to not be like that mm-hmm. what do you do like not use technology yeah. not use the not use is, whatsapp yeah. not use not respond to mm-hmm. people straight away with more frequency how can you go back because mm. it's like an addiction You're, there's a dependency and a reliance on instant communication so it's like just as you said if you continuously mess it in your let's just say you're talking to someone every single day and you know the minute you press send they're going to get that message yeah. and you know the minute they see that message it's coming back but just going back to that um when we we're talking about uh, we will talk about it next more in mm-hmm. the next um podcast but just th- that first 15 minutes of the social dilemma mm-hmm. um on on um netflix when someone says it to you what they're doing you're like those yeah. cheeky fuckers so basically <laughs> what <laughs> what they were doing what they've done was so there was a the, First 15 minutes in, they show this guy in yeah. a classroom with, it, with with a girl. Mm-hmm. So then like he likes the girl, whatever. Mm-hmm. So then there's the people talking in the background. So she tags him. So the reason that they're doing a the tagging thing um, on Facebook, the reason that they set up tagging was that when you get tagged in a photo, human psychology, you are going to check that yeah. notification. Because what could it be? Yeah, it could it, be it's anything. like you have been tagged yeah. in a photo. So you're thinking, what mm-hmm. the fuck? I need to yeah, see the photo. Yeah, yeah. So human psychology, they've tapped into that. And that's one of Facebook's biggest this things. This is terrifying. Man. But this that's one of terrifying. Facebook's biggest um, like things that they've done is they understood mm-hmm. that um, part of the psychology. So then this is w- just what you were saying about the instant texting. So this is what I was... I was only 15 minutes in. I can't wait to finish it. <laughs> but I was like... I looked at my missus last night. I was like, those, those fuckers. So basically, you get a message saying, okay, you've been, you've been tagged. So then mm-hmm. he, he got tagged. So he written a message saying, at least one of us looks good. So I'm going to say the exact thing from the so yeah, when yeah. people watch it, they understand. Mm-hmm. So he said, at least one of us looks good in this photo. So then she got the photo. So then the people in the third in the third thing were saying, all right, he sent a message. How can we keep him on our app? How can we keep him intrigued? I know we'll show him that she's writing a message. So then it shows yeah. him, it pops up on his phone. So right where he should just be like, respond put his phone down get on with your day it sh- it shows you that you that, that this person is now typing so it keeps you on your phone because you're wait. it says this yeah. person is now typing so you're waiting for them to write back so then when they write back you you then write back and then the same yeah. thing is happening even so it's keeping you is how yeah. long they can keep you on yeah that product or think that about service it. for when someone writes a message then they stop typing on whatsapp i'm like wait a fucking minute what were you about to say yeah yeah. And then you're they like write again, say but and then you're like, you start getting tense. Yeah, that that is such. I never, I never even thought of that. But that's I what I mean. I'm only that. 15 minutes into that program, but then when they've explained it from, uh, 
when it mm-hmm. sometimes things are just there in front of you but until someone says it in simple form yeah. you're like fucking hell how did i not pick up on that yeah but then it's like i haven't been able to use uh social media properly s- since that i'm like i don't want to look at anything for too Same. long because they're they're watching yeah. me and stuff like that mm-hmm. but um i think we'll finish that one off and we'll go into we'll maybe pick up on that in the, in the next podcast it's definitely good for a next podcast whether it's the next one or one after yeah we can like i think of those topics in particular we need to almost dedicate an episode to it and just yeah obliterate it piece by piece yeah there's a lot of things i think we've, we've said to people like um drop a comment tell us what you want us to have a podcast on mm-hmm. last one was breaking the ice we um easing ourselves in spoke about quite a few things today we spoke about quite a few things yeah but i think yeah there will be podcasts in the future where we'll be like it's about this yeah and then and then we can go really deep mm-hmm. into um into those certain specific topics definitely but saying that we just finished our <laughs> bottle of Chateauneuf de Pup. The Pup. <laughs> um, yeah, another 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 good conversation. Another good conversation. It's I've, actually I've actually really enjoyed today's same. conversation. I've I've got you to understand why football is so great. Mm-hmm. Um there's been a few different things. I've really enjoyed today. Yeah, same. This is why I don't like scripting things too much. Yeah. Like a lot like sometimes you want to go in on just one topic. We spoke about things that we had no idea we we're gonna talk about. Yeah. We just have a, a general idea. We wanted to talk about what's happened in the last week. Um, mm-hmm. And here we are. Now you love football and you're going to come to a, a Tottenham game. I'll happily come. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you a T-shirt <laughs> with a Tory <laughs> one on the back. <laughs> I love that. I can't I'll wait shave my hair and all sorts. And I'll come into your house. What they? I'm coming to your house to get these photos of you with cornrows. First of all, that's not um, happening. I'm getting photos <laughs> of you playing football. <laughs> so guys, watch out for t- Twitter and Instagram. This shit is getting exposed. <laughs> Fuck cool. that. So should we wrap it up here? Let's wrap it up here. It's cheers. been an excellent. Let me just push this back. Wedgie up. But just for the just cheers. For, cheers.